We are on episode number 85, Adam. We have uh, Adam back with us, Phil here, but we have a special guest, David Harris yes. Jr. David, hey. how you doing? Welcome, David. Welcome, how David. you feeling? Welcome, Good. David. So, Thanks for having me. Only me. We we had a we had a nice little pre uh, uh, podcast uh, 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 what do you call it meeting last night yes short meeting started at two o'clock in the afternoon ended at midnight which mm -hmm. was a lot of prep a lot of role play pull all that stuff but then we had good conversations with David last night mm -hmm. yourself Adam uh, I wish you guys were there last night Adam was hardcore debating David <laughs> trying to convince David how amazing of a country America is yeah he wouldn't he wouldn't budge though. <laughs> he wouldn't budge all I remember is the Legos. <laughs> do you play Legos? Yeah. How often I'm do people like, ask you that question? That I don't think I've ever been asked that question. Well, I mean, there's a first time for everything, you know. For I was never asked that question until Pat brought it up. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, anyways, David, for some guys who don't know your story, take a quick moment, give him your story. I mean, obviously, uh, you and I got connected when we first sat down and we spoke in Dallas. I think yep. there was an event going on. Yeah. We uh, came down, we had a meeting behind closed doors, spoke, and then we realized our story goes way. I don't know how many years back goes to the yeah. connection, but tell us your story so the audience knows as well. So uh, I'm uh, uh, from Northern California and uh, a Christian, raised a Christian, didn't always walk that path. Obviously, uh, I don't know of too many people that were able to uh, stay that true course for you know just their whole life. Some have, and that's a great, amazing. But I had internal battles and demons and things that I had to deal with. So. Um, but always very conservative by uh, by nature. Married my high school sweetheart right out of high school. Wow. So we just celebrated 27 years of marriage. Through, li through literal Lies. hell. Beautiful family, by the way. Yeah, thank you, yeah. brother. Thank you. Been through hell and back, but she held on. Uh, I held on, and we had faith that God would uh, pull us through, and he did. Kids? Two daughters, yeah. Two 20, daughters. 23 and You're 25. Yeah. Wow. Yep, I got Congrats. two. Don't look at his profile because his daughters are beautiful, by the way. So I'm not looking enough. Yeah, Don't Adam, seriously, me. with you, we have a code for Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to Tinder. But go ahead, please Done. continue. So, uh, entrepreneur. Humble, I'm sorry. Please Hinge. don't get Hinge is actually Hinges in a way. Go ahead. Entrepreneur. Yeah, entrepreneur. Started my first company when I was 20. Uh, had some uh, semi success. We're doing a couple million dollars a year in business. But when you got internal stuff in there, a lot of money, it can turn into a lot of problems and headaches. So, um, Long story short, getting to where my kind of uh, social media platform started to grow. And it, hello to anybody out there on YouTube that's hearing me now because I was banned about a month ago on YouTube. My, my YouTube page was unpublished. But what started it was right after the third debate between Trump and Hillary. Hmm. I'm watching this debate. I'm hearing Trump talk. I'm hearing Hillary talk. And I'd seen and been paying attention to what I felt the mainstream media was doing, taking clips out of context against Trump and then painting him like this evil racist guy when everybody loved Trump before he ran for office as a Republican. Yeah. I firmly believe if he would have ran as a Democrat, they would have treated him like Obama, like the next coming savior is how they treated Obama. And I didn't vote for him. I was trying to wake people up. Um, I have a chapter in my book when, when Obama um, became president, I cried. But it was a, it was a, it was a cry for, uh, of remorse because of who I felt Obama was, was not the right leader for our country. Mm. But it was it was strange because it was also mingled with a black man just became president. So it was bittersweet for you at it the time. It was very bittersweet. Wow, yeah, more bitter than sweet. But uh, yeah, anyway, I tried to wake people up because for me, I've always believed and felt and known the same I think any child does towards a baby in the womb. A baby in the womb is a baby whether it's 
inside or outside the womb. People know that. Kids know that. Um, and I think science proves that now as well. So for me, there was no way that I could vote for a man that believed that abortion was okay, especially partial birth abortion. He voted in favor of partial birth abortion, Obama did. He voted against a bill that would have provided medical treatment to babies that survived abortions. And when I, when I first found out he was running for president, I was excited to my mom, my mom, thank God for good moms that pray for you and family that pray for you. She said, go research how he votes on the issues that matter to you. And so when I found those things out on his stance on abortion, I said, I don't care what color he is. He's not getting my vote. Hmm. And I tried to wake now, some did people up. Did you grow up. up as a conservative? You, you've uh, uh, you grown up in the church where you... Oh, I did until I was about uh, 15, 16, then started drinking and Were you ever a Democrat? Were you ever on the left? Were you ever somebody? I was somebody? never really political. <clears throat> when did you become political? At what age? It was probably Obama. It was, it was it. before 08 because, I mean, it was a big thing for the black community. Mm-hmm. There's a black guy running for president. Yeah. Right? And I think most of the black community kind of woke up to saying, what? David, literally pre-2011, you were never, you were never in, in politics. You didn't follow it. Mm-mm. No. Wow. I mean, 08. I followed a little bit. Yeah, 08. 08. Yeah, because he went from 8 to 12 to 16. I, I followed it a little what bit. What did I say? What year did I say? 11. 11. So, I mean, 07. Yeah. I mean, 07. Yeah. Meaning yeah. campaign, mm-hmm. he's coming up. So did you hear him speak in 04? Uh, did you no. see his DNC speech? No. Okay. So. No. 06, you're not really following any of this stuff. 07, no. oh my God, someone's going to be a black president. This is pretty amazing. Let yeah. me start look, uh, following it. And then you said, conversation with mom, change your mind. You may want to see what of his, uh, uh, some of his values are. Yeah, and I'm glad she didn't direct me. She didn't say, oh no, you can't do this, or, or yes, you can do this, which I think is a huge issue, especially in the black community. But I think for a lot of families, period, where parents just try to say, well, you have to do this because of this. Yeah. And they don't give their kids the, the opportunity to actually think for themselves. So when I researched and found that out, I tried to wake up as many people as I could. Uh, it was bittersweet when he won. And then it was like, okay, round two, 2012. Are we going to do this again? And we freaking did it again. And it was just like, you know. So, so you weren't a I'm, fan of Obama starting in no, 07, 08. No. Now, can I ask you, you a question? And then I obviously want to hear Phil's opinion on this. You said last night being a black man who's a conservative that a lot of your family has alienated you, right? Yes. Do you mind if we discuss that? No, not you, at all. You talked about the story where you stayed at the Trump Hotel and your mom wouldn't go. Like, What's it like just being a conservative black man, your family's alienating you? I think 90-plus percent of uh, African-Americans vote for Obama or approve mm-hmm. Democrat. Like, What's that like for, for guys like you? <laughs> go ahead, Phil. I mean, I'll be honest, like going back to what you're saying from last night, mm-hmm. you know, I competed at the Olympia. I always wanted to stay at a hotel where I had all the amenities that I needed. And mm-hmm. it just happened to be the Trump Hotel in Las Vegas that provided that. I didn't really think much of it. I'm kind of like David. Like, I really didn't even pay attention to politics until Obama came you're about. You just at a dope hotel. That was yeah, it. that's really okay. what it was. But you know, And his I, hotels are dope. Yeah, and I, they are. I, I, Second I to none. Us, uh, yeah, they're amazing. I was always treated with great amount of respect, mm-hmm. receiving letters from his son or, you know, like, hey, because I'm there for 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you know, um, I, I really noticed that a lot of my family would not meet me there. Starting what year? Uh, prob- from the very beginning, but like, I just didn't pay attention. Like, let's say 2008. 16. So from 2008, I was staying at the Trump Hotel, oh, right? Wow. And, you know, winning the Olympia in 2011, 12, 13, and so on. Um, not much, you know, of them 
would come through. So, oh, so even, even pre him oh, yeah. could become a president. Yeah, so Got like it. it was very interesting oh, because so, he yeah. was a, the the leading the birther cause against Obama. I have no idea, you know, but I it remember had it had to be something like that. Which actually started with Hillary, right? Trump didn't start that birther. Mm-hmm. So well, picked, if Trump she started it, it, he certainly took it and ran. With oh it. no, he ran okay. with it. <laughs> so definitely asking a qu- simple question like, "Hey, like, why are you guys not coming through?" And they're like, "You yeah. know, your mom hates Trump." And I'm like, "Well, what the hell does that have to do Prior with me?" Prior to him running to president, uh, like right before that. Okay. And I'm like, "Well, what the hell does that have to do with your only son actually yeah. staying here?" Like for okay. me, it was just about like, did the person treat you wrong? No. Okay. At the end of the day, I looked at you know from that on, uh, that day forward as. Why are people just hating on this guy? You never met him. Hmm. Um, what policies are you disagreeing with? Because I would, you know, love to be able to have some understanding. And for the most part, most of my family, you know, they don't really talk about it. But uh, when you talk about like force or like, you know, pushing agendas, that is definitely, you know, a part of, you know, family. Um, but I, I'm always the type that has always been in the middle. I always just want to vote, like take the names off the ballot let me look at the actual policies mm-hmm. and just what do I identify with? And that's how I've always voted. Very hard to do, by the way. We talk about that a lot here. But anyways, to fast forward to where David's at today, I mean, if you follow David's stuff on Instagram, David's got millions of views. Millions, I don't even, it's not even proper to say millions of views. Probably hundreds of millions of online views is what David's got. He's all over the place. Uh, if you're not already following him, you may want to go follow him to see what he's doing. Let's put the link below for folks to be able to find him as well. Let's get right into some topic. Let's get right into yes, some sir. topics. A lot's happened. We haven't been here for about a week and a half because oh. of uh, last week's vault, which was absolutely sick. Sick. With Dustin Poitier, we had, uh, what do you call it, uh, Gary Casper, who crushed it, Billy by the Bean. way. The message he had against communism was fascinating. Mm-hmm. And then we have Billy Bean there talking about data. We had, uh, who else? I'm forgetting. Phil spoke. Your friend. Uh, Greg Shear talking Shere, about Shere. private equity. Phil from, crushed uh, it. Phil absolutely crushed it. And then, uh, 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 you know. Uh, thousand, and you. Thousand you people in the room. Of the time, <laughs> thousand people in the room. We had a nice party at the yacht. And afterwards, we had a nice party at the house a couple nights ago. Yeah. You know, the place was uh, uh, unreal. But the most common conversation, people were there to find out how to take their businesses to the next level, right? That's right. One of the most common uh, conversations that everybody was talking about is how afraid they were about freedom and capitalism. So camera's off. There's no cameras. We're talking at the restaurant. Hey, Pat, what do you think about what's going to happen with freedom? What do you think what's going to happen with uh, capitalism? What do you think what's going to happen? These are people from around the world that are all having the same types of conversations about uh, what we're going to be doing. But Gary got up. And Gary delivered a Casper. message. He called out Putin. He called out. He called out everybody with no restriction. He didn't hold anything back. He ran an oid against Putin. Here's a the the goat of chess. You're talking about a guy that played chess for what? He was number one for 250 something months, months in a row. I've never heard of anybody being number one wow. 255 months in a row. That's over 21 years. Where you're think about all the goats of all time. Who has ever been first place? for 255 months in poker, in tennis, in basketball, in baseball. I've never heard of anybody. Now, the uh, credit to chess players, you can't get a knee injury. It's right. not going not gonna, to you're not, you're not like, <laughs> right. your elbow's out. You know, i got to get some kind of a treatment. Yeah. But at the same time, the mental fortitude four to, four to, to be able to stay that. Uh, but I he, love that question you asked him, by the way. You said, like, you talk, you can yeah. have a knee blowout. But, yeah. you know, sports, you know, everything that's uh-huh. happened with you. 
But in chess, how do you get it's injured? All up here. Yeah, he did. And his answer was, look, at, at some point after 20 years of being, it on doesn't top, matter you, anymore. You just get kind of bored. Yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, and then I said, so how, politics? Any aspirations for politics? He's like, no, I don't do politics. I don't do politics. That I'm, was on stage. On stage. So what do you mean you don't do politics? Yeah. We had a good conversation in the back. Would you share that conversation? Uh, the the one in the back? Yeah, it was. It was pretty. I'll in-depth. share a part of it. But yeah. I asked him. I said, what are you doing? He right. says, what do you mean, what am I doing? I said, what are you doing? I said, what was this all about? He says, I, I don't understand the question. I said, he, you have a message that the world needs to hear about. Mm-hmm. Right. You're a seven-year-old mm-hmm. kid in, Ru- in Russia under a communistic regime mm-hmm. that becomes a phenom. I, the entire time you think America is the worst country in the world, then you get a flavor of capitalism at 13 years old. Then you realize how amazing capitalism is. Then you come back and you win for your country. You have one of a, a few people who was able to make it because chess in Russia is seen as you know, it's like uh, uh, the main yeah. I say, it's, 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 now you got a message with all the mess going on in the world, and you want to stay quiet. He says, "Well, I tweet, I, I write." I said, "No, that's not <laughs> yeah, enough, that's man. Not you got to do something." Yeah. So he says, "What do you think we should do?" Anyways, he sent you an email, he which did. you guys are doing uh, something together in October. To yeah, but anyways, it was uh, it was good because more and more, you would be amazed how many people around the world support capitalism. I had a tweet that that went out today about the fact that um. You know, why I love capitalism. I said, here's a kid. Uh, 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 put it up. What was the messaging? Let me see if I have it here. If you want to pull it up, Kai. And then a guy responds back, and this is the one messaging that gets heat sometimes. Uh, let me see where this is, Kai. If you pull it up. Uh, okay, why I love capitalism. It says, capitalism allowed an immigrant like me with zero generational wealth, zero privileges, and a one-point GPA to my dreams become a reality. The only privilege I need was the fact that my parents sacrificed everything to bring us to U.S., right? The wow. rest was on me. So then a guy responds so back, good. and he says, capitalism works if you have capital to start off with, right? <laughs> if you have capital. You must not be able to read. Yeah, exactly. So this guy responds back, and he says, capitalism only works if you have capitalism to start off with. And I said, not true. I started off with uh, zero, no generational wealth. Dad was a 99 cent store cashier. Mom went back to Iran because she ran out of money. I saved every penny I could on my jobs instead of partying in order to one day start a business. Others can do the same. There's this notion that capitalism only benefits the rich. Capitalism only benefits you know, the, the few. But at the end of the day, it's the greatest economical system that allows anybody with whatever skin color you have, whatever nationality, whatever yeah. religion. We're at the event. You're having all these conversations. I cannot tell you how big of a Muslim population we had at the event. Yeah, mm-hmm. I couldn't believe yeah. it. Our Muslim yeah. capitalist. Yeah, wow. we're at the event. Our friend Tamara, just crying from stage, emotional. One girl got up; she was crying, saying, "As a Muslim from Azerbaijan, I cannot wait." She says, "I'm willing to sacrifice my own life to finish and end communism." Mm-hmm. Wow. A, 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 a Young Muslim, this makes no amazing. sense. No. There was one Muslim girl who Mario saw and says, hey, can I give you a hug? She says, no, I'm sorry, we can't do that. <laughs> She's that devout to her religion, right. but supports capitalism. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what educational level you were at, what part of the world, what nationality. It looked like the United Nations were there, except they were there to support capitalism. Right. It was yep. a beautiful thing to see taking place. 12 different countries, I believe. Yeah, 12 different during, during COVID. During COVID. Yeah. During COVID. Oh. By the way, one right. of our biggest audiences is Australia. They couldn't come out. Right. One in. of our biggest, we have yep. Italy that was one of our biggest, couldn't come out. Yep. Germany, so many different so places many. couldn't come out. 
There's a guy from Germany that got denied visa three times. Yeah. And he got in the fourth. Mm. The, the, he, he went to the embassy. They told him no. He changed the one format. One guy. He applied again. One guy flew from, I don't know what it was. Uh, uh, nor, ne- I don't know where it was from. No, he, he was flew. Maybe. He flew to one country, then they send him back. He flew to another country, then they send him back. Then he flew to Istanbul to try to go from Istanbul for, to Central America to come to U.S. In Istanbul, they hold him back. He's about to get on a flight. They send him back. He wasn't able to make the event. Three different ways he wow. tried to come out. I mean, it's a mess right now around the world with what's yeah. going on. We got, obviously, a lot of stories to cover. It's good to be back. Uh, update on BizDoc. BizDoc is doing very good. Yes. Uh, he's making a lot of progress. I'm happy for him. Uh, it was a very positive news yesterday. He was in ICU with pneumonia, but he's doing better. Damn. Shout out to BizDoc. Uh, yeah, absolutely, man. Everybody that's been praying for, praying, uh, for him or meditating. Praying or yeah. meditating. Sending positive yeah. thoughts. Sending positive thoughts and vibes. It's been working. But uh, uh, it's good to be back. Having said that, let me kind of go through a couple stories we sure. got. And we'll pick some of them. We'll get into them. David, I definitely want to take you, get your take on a couple things. One is Hawaii. One is Italy. One is Australia and Taliban because you've been very much uh, involved in uh, spreading messages. And I know you're connected with a lot of guys that are giving you stories on what's really going on. So we'll get into that. Here as well. So here's a few stories that we have. Tech giants are rushing to develop their own chips. Here's why. Kai, you may want to turn off your mic. We'll talk about that story. Uh, Scotland to trial a four-day work week. Latest nation to attempt shift. Disappointing August job report that came back that threw a wrench in Fed's uh, taper plan, which the numbers weren't slightly off. They were dramatically off. More Americans are taking jobs without employer benefits like health or paid vacation. We'll cover that here in a minute. California gas prices, record-breaking on Labor Day weekend. We'll talk about the numbers there. Tim, D- Tim Tebow joining ESPN's first take as new Stephen A. Smith's foe. Adam Sandler says Netflix asked him to rewrite his new movie so it wasn't set in China because the company doesn't do business in China. Taliban declares China as their closest ally. Taliban angry and disappointed after U.S. disabled military equipment before leaving Kabul. Trump reportedly effing hates Ron DeSantis. We're going to ask David to see if he's ever heard anything like this before. Melania Trump is telling friends that she has no interest in being the first lady, despite her husband's 2024 teases, report says, and Texas can openly carry guns in public without a permit or training. Police say the new law makes it harder to do their jobs. Having said that, let's first get into gas prices with California, uh, because California just loves paying high gas prices. Let's give them a little shout out here with what happened with gas prices. Okay. Californians will pay highest Labor Day weekend gas prices ever. Fox Business Story. Drivers in California will pay more than Labor Day weekend for gasoline than they have ever in the past for the first time uh, of year. According to numbers from Automobile uh, Club of California, the current $4.39, $4.39 per gallon price of uh, regular gas is California's new record high for Labor Day weekend, up from $3.23 a year ago. The current national average is $3.18. And California's 439. Oh the prior gosh. highest per regular on uh, Labor Day weekend was in 2012 when it was 416. The average price of gas in U.S. has continued to climb since the beginning of last year, and deadly Hurricane Ida hitting the critical refinery areas of the Gulf Coast in recent days sparked concerns that shortages could drive gas prices even higher. FYI, the record breaking day for California ever for gas prices was October of 2012, $4.70. What are your thoughts on gas prices in California, Adam? I'll go to you first. Well, how, by the way, how do you remember that it was October of 2012? I looked at it. Yeah, I looked at okay, it. Okay, gotcha. Were you no. living in California at that October time? October 2012, I'm in California. Look, I yeah. think 
it's sort of a combination of a few things. It's sort of the perfect storm, not to use the, the Ida uh, analogy there, but obviously the, the hurricane hitting um, the refineries doesn't help. I think notoriously, the end of summer, Labor Day, this is your last vacation. People are trying to hit the streets. People are trying to get out of there. Supply, supply and demand. People clearly want to go hit the road. And then obviously you've got to look at inflation and say, all right, like, is this here? Is this going to, is this leaving? I think it's just sort of the perfect storm. And the, the beautiful thing, like in capitalism, you have a choice. You don't have to take that cross-country trip. You can stay home. Obviously, a lot of people in California, thank you, Caroline, don't have to necessarily leave their houses. But that's the beautiful thing. If you don't want to deal with these ridiculous prices, don't take a long road trip. If paying a buck or two extra, I mean, what is that going to come out to? Another 50, 100 bucks on your trip is really something you're not worried about? Take your trip. But obviously, nobody loves paying high prices for gas. But supply and demand, it is what it is. But you live in California, right? You lived in California. I lived in California. So you're used yeah, to these California ridiculous prices, kid. no? Well, yeah, they always seem to go up around holidays like Labor Day, mm-hmm. uh, 4th of July, anytime that people are traveling a bunch. But, uh, you know, the thing with California is uh, everything is so high. The cost of living is so mm-hmm. high um, that I think their their economy is like could be the third you know largest country in the world just based out of California and what's, how much money goes through there. And uh, and the country is just going to going to the toilet. I mean, there's so much homelessness, mm-hmm. and they continue. I, I, again, it's like everything doesn't have to be pol- be political. But when you continue to elect the people that are pushing for and allowing things like uh, you know the woman that got shot and killed by the illegal, oh well, he's not guilty. And but people can go in now and they can rob less than a thousand dollars from the store and literally just walk out of the store, and the cops aren't going to get get called on them. Uh, and you can take a crap on the street, that's okay too, but don't you dare use a plastic straw. And then you look at how the state's been ran by Gavin Nussolini, uh, who's had absolute <laughs> lockdown right on businesses when uh, all throughout the whole entire state. You've got people that aren't working, people that uh, can't go to work, families that own businesses that can't open their doors, um, and then you want to add high gas prices on top of it. So the perfect storm to me is is... Uh, not only what is taking place with the gas line, with Hurricane Ida, all that stuff does does play a part, but for California as a whole, they need new leadership over there. You know, they need somebody that's actually going to say, "Okay, wait a minute, we need to make some changes in how we're going to enact these policies. Uh, we need to start focus on things that are going to actually help Californians." And the main thing that's going to help Californians is allowing them to go to work, allowing them to open up their businesses. Uh, if you you know, California is probably the closest state, and New York is the closest state to what we're seeing take place in Australia right now. Where I posted on my Instagram on, on my way in here today, they're literally talking about a system in uh, implementing a system in Australia where you can't go and buy or sell anything unless you've gotten the jab. They're t- he's literally talking about they want a vaccinated society in Australia. He's like, we're not there yet because we still have people that you know we still have open dates for you can get jab you can get the jab, mm-hmm. uh, but if you want to get this vaccine, you're gonna have to get it because. We're going to shut it down. It's like that's happening. Do you think there's some dark forces at work that are purposely driving up the gas prices so Californians aren't running around town and doing that? Or is it just actually because it's Labor Day, Ida? Is there, is there, is oh, there a hidden backstory gonna... or is it because it is what it is with supply Hold and demand? Hold on what I just well, I think you. I think it is what it is. I'm not sure. You know, I mean, we're in a spiritual battle all the time. But Listen, that you've is, never that been a conspiracy guy. Yeah. I don't, he's never been a conspiracy guy. What are you starting a conspiracy here? You're sitting there. <laughs> right? Go ahead, David. Got to be careful with this guy. Seriously. Mussolini, I like that. That's a yeah. good one. Maybe Caroline put something else in there, but please go I hope ahead. So, 
so they just they need new leadership. You know, hopefully they'll get it. Hopefully they'll actually get a fair election uh, on this recall with uh, new. You think he's got a chance? I Larry think Larry Elder? Elder has a chance yeah. if the if the election is actually uh, credible. I mean, did if you it's, read if, that article by LA Times about Larry Elder? What? Yeah, the one calling him a racist, white supremacist. White supremacist. Yeah, yeah. White Larry is Elder yeah, is a white supremacist. LA Times does a does an article calling yeah. him a white supremacist. That's when you is, know is you're that, a threat. Is that an article from the Onion? No, 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 no. You know what they did? First, pull up the price. You know what they did? You know what this reminds me of? You've they seen just the, took Trump's seen... name off it, and oh, put Larry okay. in there. Yeah. Click on regular. Yeah. You've seen the Chappelle skit Click with the Clayton regular. Bigsby, where he's the Click KKK black Klansman. Black Klansman. Yeah, he was blind and didn't know. It's like what? That's what they're trying to pull on Larry Elder right now. Go to the right of Alaska. You see where it says go to Alaska? No, right there on the list. Gas prices. Bottom. Bottom. Kai. Bottom. Oh my God! Kai doing Kai thing. Kai doing Kai. The column on the bottom. On this, and it's gonna do ranking by the highest. Holy moly! Okay, get that a little higher. Look, this this is the biggest concern, though, if you think about it. Yep. I understand if gas prices between the highest and the bottom one is thirty cents, maybe even forty-five cents. California is officially higher than Hawaii. How the hell is That's gas crazy. prices in California higher than Hawaii? So California is four thirty-nine. Okay. Premium, you're paying four seventy one. By the way, diesel's four thirty eight. Then and you go, and that's average in the state. That's average in the state. That some, means it some, could be some parts of the yes. some parts of the state are seeing five and six dollars right. in gas. That's well, right. Isn't California more than anyone pushing electric vehicles? Is that part part well, of it? Well, of course, yeah, they are. And we'll talk about the chip shortage. But so California, you got four thirty nine. Then you got Hawaii, then Nevada, Washington, Utah, Idaho, Oregon, Alaska, three sixty six, Wyoming, Illinois, three thirty three. Montana, New York, New York is 320. How the hell is New York 328 and California is 439? How? How is that even? These, these are both ran by similar type of politics. How the hell is California a dollar, a dollar higher than New York? And New York just got hit with Ida. And yep. New York is the one that sure. got hit with Ida, Florida, not even yeah, California. Right. Kai, where's so Florida? Even DC is 320. Keep going lower. Arizona is 314. North Dakota's 360. Uh, Adam, if you're thinking about it, North Dakota may not be a bad market Lovely for you. Keep going year. up. Keep going up. Ohio, 328. Uh, Florida, three, Florida. Uh, $3 a penny. Okay. Uh, Iowa's the first one that breaks the $2 mark. Keep going lower. Keep going lower. Tennessee, 290. Texas is going to be the second to the bottom, I think. Yeah, Texas, Texas, 280. Mississippi, Boom. 279. Wow. That's why you're in Texas. So, That's Pat, right, break bro. this all down. What do you think Thank is happening here? Well, first of all, states have the ability to add their own individual taxes, which is what Newsom did. Like Newsom, a VAT tax? Right. Newsom added an additional gas tax, 25 cents, 15 cents, 13 cents. So it's not a big deal. No one's going to pay. No one's going to notice it. It's just mm. a 25 cent hike. Mm. So California has some of the most gas tax on top of everybody else mm. that they add to You're it. You're saying California is kind of gassy. It is kind of gassy. Mm. Only you would think of Very it that way, but that's great. Well, that's yes. our friend who called you out earlier. Well, this is what happens when you spend a lot of time with kids last night. You know, there was a lot of kids. You're getting them to dress up a little bit. That was not me. First of all, and you bring them up. and That was not me. You, Don't pin that on the, me. That's, Don't you pin this on me, Ricky gonna Bobby. That is going to be on you for the rest of your life. <laughs> oh my I went God. and Adam yes. said, D- Dylan said, Adam asked me to dress up to come to you. <laughs> and I said, Adam's going to be in trouble for this one. <laughs> Anyways, so the biggest conversation with this Again, dude, I don't mind if gas, if you tell me you're in Alaska and you say, look, you're in Hawaii, we don't have access to gas. It has to go from here to here to here to here to here. Fine. Little bit of argument. You're California. You're not New York. You're a buck higher than New York. You're a buck ten higher than D.C. What is your argument? 
California keeps constantly hurting themselves. If there's ever been a time for the state of California to be willing to try another way of thinking and leading, like an elder or anybody else, this may be the time to do it. And well, by the way, this guy actually stands a chance. And why not make history? First black governor of California ever. Well, LA Times will say first black white <laughs> supremacist <laughs> yeah. governor. Can you pull up that uh, uh, article about... Uh, it's disgusting, you know. It's it really is disgusting. disgusting. No question about They're it. They're using yeah, they the Trump playbook. Like, that's yeah, the hard part. But but I got to hopefully that's waking people up too. No man, to see that. Wait a minute, you're now calling a black guy that's been in California most of his life on the radio for 30 years trying to wake people up. You're now calling him a white supremacist, Kai. You see the first one, like I don't understand what you're doing. You just clicked on it says white supremacist. You go to the next one. Kai, listen, in Kai's Kai defense, is, he woke up late. He woke, he woke up late today. He's David. I'm he's begging you switch time. seats with Kai today. Kai is Kai. Everything okay? Did you about? work too hard at the Kai, vault? This, like what was it? He did. He did. Like, okay, <laughs> the L.A. Times story. Larry Larry Elder's fans prove he's a face of white supremacy. Uh, That's L.A. Is, Times. Okay, you think somebody's got to buy L.A. Times maybe to just kind of a. Uh, Shift their way of thinking a little bit. Anyway, so California. How is that? Just as two, you know, black men. How do you register that? A black man being the face of white supremacy in California. How, how do you process this? Ignorance and bigotry. Thank you. It's like they're, you know, it's it's the bigot, it's the racist that mm-hmm. is going to throw out the race card at somebody that's that a has nothing whatsoever to do with the entire mantra the entire phrase the ideology of what a white supremacist is Mm -hmm. um and and b is uh just you know just doesn't care what people think it's like they're they're publishing this a national paper right the la times publishing a story to their to their readers tells you that they believe that they've got enough of a stranglehold programming, right, like TV's programming, mm-hmm. enough of a programming mechanism on their readers to believe. Some, well, some of them will believe it. Let's just go ahead and run with it. And then the other thing it does, it completely dilutes what it would mean to be a white supremacist. It's like they, they want to take the worst possible thing. It's like calling somebody Hitler, you know, saying they're, they're, they're Nazi. Uh, they want to take the worst possible thing and label somebody that to hope that there's a shock reaction. Do you think it there's works, an emo- do you think that's unfortunately? Work? Unfor- unfortunately, it does for some I, folks because they're so programmed. They you, don't know any different. You know, you know what I think that does, though. Let me tell you what. This is my opinion. I may be completely. And wrong. then I think some people it wakes them up. But go ahead. Yeah, I think I think to me, like you 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 ever had somebody that was older than you or whatever they tried to kind of a. Uh, 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 impose a certain mindset on you to divide you against a relative or somebody that you knew well. You know that person, yep. and they try to say but something. That's the thing. You knew them well. Right, but what I'm saying is, even if somebody tries to patronize me, and I'm somebody that questions everything, that article pisses me off, even if I don't follow politics. An article like that gets me to say, what the hell are you talking about? But how yeah. many are free yeah. thinkers at this point? I think more than you think, because I think, by the way, it's not the majority, that's for sure. Right. But I do think that 10, 20% is more than you think. And it doesn't take, look, at the end of the day, how many people does it take to change the generational curse of any family? How many? How one, many? The, one, one person, yep, right? Yep, it doesn't take yeah, 50, yeah, not true. 100. So if your family's filled with alcoholics, one guy says, boom, I'm done. I'm not doing it anymore. We're not alcoholics in this family. Mm-hmm. Well, your dad drank, your grandfather drank, your uncle's drank. I'm not doing it. Cocaine, drugs, alcohol, whatever it is, somebody eventually says what? I'm, you're poor. You're broke. This entire family, everybody says... We're poor, we're poor, we're poor. One person says done, and then all the other kids or nephews, nieces says, one day I want to be like that uncle. One day I want to be like that auntie. One day I want to be like that person. It takes one person. Articles like that, I believe, 
wakes up people who were never involved in the first place. And then yes. they say, dude, you know what? I'm getting the freaking rink. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah. And then they get pissed off. That's what I bet on. Yeah. That's what and I hope happens more than anything. I think there's more free thinkers than we think. By the way, a good-looking guy named Gerard Michaels just gave 20 bucks. What oh, a wow. sweetheart. What hey, a sweetheart, Gerard. Gerard. What a Sam sweetheart. Brother, guy. Brother, brother you guy. know, man. I, God bless you. God bless you. Shout out to Gerard. <laughs> I have a feeling we'll see him later today, don't you think? <laughs> I have a feeling we will as what well. A guy. Anyways, real quick. Rogan De La Hoya. Okay. What's going mm. on there? I know this is the story you wanted me to cover. Clearly. So Rogan De La Hoya, uh, both get COVID. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. De La Hoya gets COVID. He's vaccinated. He's in a hospital talking about he doesn't feel good. Can't hardly talk. Can't hardly talk. He's like, yeah. Oh, and he had a fight come up. Yeah. And he posts right. a video on Instagram, I think. Rogan gets COVID. He openly talks about it. I don't feel good. I don't do this. Three days later after he tested positive. He tests negative because yeah. he said, we day. took the entire, what did it say, kitchen? He's taking uh, ivermectin, yeah. isn't he? The yeah. horse uh, tranquilizer well, or whatever the hell that is? that's what the mainstream media is trying saying. to label it. Yeah. Whatever I'm just saying. This is what You uh, just said Ivermectin's it. been used for 40 years in this country for Americans, for people, for humans. Hmm. Okay. But just like for drugs for humans, they've got stuff for dogs. They've got stuff for horses and everything else. But... Well, he, here's, here's the biggest thing. Yeah, this, this is the biggest thing. The, the biggest thing is uh, uh, with the fact that the guy, uh, uh, my household, there's a bunch of people that have, in the house I'm living in, a bunch of people that have taken a vaccine, some that don't want to take it. So for us, it's not like, hey, you want to take it? Yeah, I, I'm going to take it. Oh, cool, go take it. Someone's like, eh, I'm not going to take it, but I'm going to take it eventually. Okay, great. Some say, I'm just not going to take it. I don't think I need it. Fine. Whatever your position is with the vaccine, right? There's an audience that's pissed off that Rogan found a way to fix himself and heal himself without any How crazy you know, remedies. Why, why, why? That's the part that confuses me the most. If somebody figures out a way to get themselves. Now, here's the thing. When COVID first came about, there was a couple different camps. One was what? It's fake. One was what? It's real. Okay. We all learned very quickly. It's not fake. If you had COVID... It sucks. You had it. I had it. I don't know if you have, yep. you've had it or not. You said you may have had it. I don't even know about it. Yep. I think you had it. Yep. Uh, you ended up having it, right? Yep. Right after some event or something that took place. Okay. Are you open talking about when that was when you got it or, or no? It was right after Sheree got okay. it. Okay. So, yeah. But it was right after a show, right? Yeah. Okay. So so you have, you have COVID. When you had it, symptoms. What happens? For me, I lost 20 plus pounds. It sucked. I flat out lost 20 pounds. Taste didn't do anything to me with taste. Uh, breathing didn't do anything to me with. I just couldn't eat. For you, you smell. lost. Uh, you lost uh, smell, mm -hmm. which is actually not a bad thing to yeah. think about. <laughs> for like, who's got onions? <laughs> Garlic. <laughs> who's got onions? Pat, if, if, there's, if, it like, so, if it smells like somebody's onions in the gassy. office, just so you know, Mussolini over here. <laughs> none of us have said anything before six months. You smell terrible. <laughs> 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 That story you tell about with the hairy guy. Okay. That was Sorry, really everybody. you, bro. Sorry, we just didn't want to break it oh, to you. Man. So if that for I that saw, six month period, period girls were saying no after they won the first date, it's because they could smell, yeah. you couldn't smell. Dang. Anyways, Adam's one of the cleanest guys Sorry, you meet guys. in your life, by the way. So you had yours as well. What was yeah. your symptoms when you had I didn't even know. Okay. So, but, but for some, like right now, I know a lot of friends that are not doing well. I had a couple conversations with them last night. One is in the ICU. Mm -hmm. Two of them were in the ICU. A couple of them are right. going through COVID, and it absolutely sucks, right? right. Okay. Now, uh, you ever had bronchitis before? Oh, yeah. How bad is it? Terrible. Yeah, it's not fun. I mean, it ain't What's fun What's the enough. worst thing you've ever had in your life that you thought you could die? What's the worst thing you've ever had? Have you had anything where you're like, dude, this sucks? 
Like you were. It was not self induced. <laughs> oh, wow. David Harris Jr. <laughs> Truth comes out. Yeah, that's another hey. story, but almost overdosing is uh, the reality. How, how bad of a situation is that? Oh, yeah. It's, I thought I was going to die. Mm. I actually should have died. Wow. How old were you at that point? Mm, it was 11 years ago, so 35. Wow. And would you share that? What were you doing? What was? By, it? by the way, he, he, he said it so subtly. Eleven yeah. years ago, I was thirty-five. Meaning today, you're how old? Forty-six. I would have never freaking guessed this guy's forty-six. No. Seriously, no. No. I would never guess he's forty. Even Jennifer yesterday thought, "I thought you're in your late twenties." <laughs> <laughs> Not Jennifer, your wife. Jennifer, my wife. Yes. <laughs> so you're both Jennifers, okay? Yeah. And Davids. So you want to you want to uh, tell him because he asked you a question. On yeah, him. we can we can dive into that. Mm. Um, I'll just summarize, you know, uh, not walking with the Lord, trying to do my things my own way. The, you know, my go-tos were alcohol, and then when your party starts to get a little bit long, it's coke, and it keep mm -hmm. the party going. And uh, so I had been, I had been doing that. We were living in Southern California, in Orange County, and a, a, a friend of mine that uh, we would we would party together. We went out to go get some uh, coke this one night, and we got it, and it wouldn't chop up. And I know this is not this R-rated, right? But everybody's seen the movies, at least. You know, mm -hmm. cocaine chops up. It's powder. It wouldn't chop up. And it was just kind of mushy. And he said, well, let's just smoke it. And so oh. we smoked it. And it was unlike anything I'd ever tried before. And then uh, and then he's all, how you like that? And I was all, oh, that was different. And he's all, that was crack. I believe that's Freebasin. It was crack, yeah. Yeah, okay. So that started about almost two years where I kept it from my wife. Brother, For the most wow. part. So but I lost about 50 pounds. I continued to lose weight. You're a weight. big dude. What, 6'5"? Yeah, uh, yeah 6'4", 250, 255. Wow. Um, and you went down to what? 180. Oh, okay. My high school weight. So my wife didn't know what was going on. She, uh, We moved back to Reading. You were doing this without her knowledge whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. I was doing it at night. Um, and uh, wow. Or just I was, I was working on road crews a lot, so we'd leave for a week or two. So we moved back to Reading. And within like a month, she just knew something was wrong. I found a new friend, Misery Loves Company, right? I found a new friend I used to do coke with and told him I was doing crack. And he's like, I want to try it. I was like, that's a first. Somebody's like, want to try crack? I, I would have never said, sure, give me some crack. Right. Until my buddy's just like, here, smoke it. So um, that uh, uh, my wife moved out, took the kids. And she's like, I don't know what's going on, but I know it's not right. And we would just be up like all night and into the wee hours of the morning, four or five o'clock. This consumed your life is what just, you're saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I would still go to work. I would try to go to work during the day, which was my business life was just falling apart. I was a, biz a business owner at the time. And you're in your mid-30s at this yeah. point? So it's not like you were some kids, some no, college kid. You were a no. grown-ass man with a family yeah, man and yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Dude. So my wife reached out to an old friend of ours and said, Jeff, you've got to talk to David. Jeff, we've known for, he's one of my oldest and dearest friends, uh, strong believer, when I went and met with him, uh, he later told me, he said, you know that king in Lord of the Rings that had the spirit of death on him? Mm. He's like, that looked like you. He's like, I could see death on you. This was later, I'll get to what happened. So we had that talk and then one night I was with my friend uh, that we were just staying up and playing games and smoking and you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to, you're supposed to exhale pretty quick once you hit it. And you try to, I'm always trying to push the envelope and I inhale it and, and kept it in a little bit, a little too long, I guess. And my eyeballs started going up and down like that fast. Like you can't make your eyeballs go up and down that fast. And in that moment, I, I, I know I heard God's voice just saying, don't freak out. 
don't freak out. This will pass. This will pass. And so I didn't look at my friend sitting across the table because I knew he'd freak out. Like, I would freak out if I saw somebody's eyeballs doing that, right? Yeah. It lasted about 60 seconds, and then it just subsided and went away. So the next morning, I called the friend that introduced me to crack and told him what happened. And he said, David, if you would have freaked out and panicked, your heart would have exploded. Your body was overdosing. So it was about two weeks later, if you can believe that, but it was about two weeks later that I had finished doing all the drugs I had, which was fronted to me, actually. Um, I finished it all, and then uh, it was Saturday night. I was done, and I just said, God, I made an absolute mess of my life. My wife's gone. Business is shut down. What do you want me to do? And I heard him say, go to church. And this is now Sunday morning. I'm having this argument, so to speak, with God. And I finally stopped arguing because it was like I had nothing. I was absolutely just just destitute and, and uh, broke. So I stopped arguing with God. I went to church. It's a large church, large church in Reading called Bethel Church. And that was a church I had used to go to. Um, I share that just to say it's very large. And the road that leads to the church is like one road and it only goes to the church. So I got in the car. I turned on Caleb. Mm. I think that's what the guy was listening to on my Uber on the way here actually today. Mm. I'm listening to Caleb and I just started weeping. I just started bawling. I was just like, I'm just broken, so broken. I drive, the cars are lining the side of the street that the church is so packed. I get to the church, I get to the top, cars everywhere. And then I, and the, I see a sign that says parking lot full and I keep driving and the very first parking spot's open. So I park. I walk inside, they had the uh, overflow, was just packed in the lobby and the church was totally packed. Service was probably just done with worship, so it was probably going for an hour. I look in the audi- auditorium, and no seats anywhere, and I get a tap on my shoulder. This lady's like, you looking for a seat? You can have mine. I'm right in the middle, third row from the left, uh, on the left. So I'm kind of like looking up like, okay, I got a seat. I got a parking spot. I go and I sit down. As soon as I sit down, the pastor comes walking out, and he says, today's message, I'm going to talk to you about the prodigal son coming home and walking into his inheritance. Talk about timing. Total, total God thing, right? Total Papa thing. So I hear the message. I talk to a couple pastors that I knew that were right there, Chris Vallotton and a couple others, told them what I was dealing with, cracked, told them I almost OD'd. And Chris actually prayed for me, and it felt like his hand just sunk into my, my sunk into me. And um, never the same after that, never touched crack cocaine again. And then cold turkey, boom! You're cold done. Cold turkey, done. After one, eleven years. Yeah, well, eleven years ago. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. doing it for two years. Have you touched alcohol since? Anything since? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I still dabbled a little bit in alcohol. Quit okay. that about three years ago, um, and then my wife and I quit together, which has been amazing. Almost a year ago. Mm. So that's been a strong thing because it was hard being married. At least for us, we were kind of codependent. We got married young, right? I was eighteen, she was sixteen. That's a whole other story. But uh, we grew up together. And then having issues, it's, it can be easy to just, you know, she's doing it, I'm doing it, we'll both do it. Although she never did crack, we used to do other stuff together. But, um, so God is good, man. He just, his mercy is real, his forgiveness is real, his restoration is real. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for him. And um, now I've got this platform. So anyway, that's it's crazy. That's the the story's road. last couple of weeks, by the way, right? I mean, it's not even intentional. It just kind of goes uh, uh, into it. The last mm-hmm. two podcasts, yep. right? Even the podcast podcast with Gerard, and Gerard's not even a uh, mm-hmm. no. believer. Gerard just uh, you know is yep. a guy who. Well, Gerard's story is insane. Gerard's his, story, his story about how he got stabbed and how he doesn't drink hard liquor anymore. And Gerard's got. Kind of got to get to the lowest point to 
redeem yourself. Thank you that. for sharing that, yeah, brother. Appreciate you. Yes. I'm, a lot of commentary here is blown over by the story. Adam, what's the worst uh, 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 health condition you ever had where you're like, dude, this is this is nothing comes close to this. This sucks. Yeah, well, luckily, I've never had anything like that before. Uh, I have partied my ass off in South Beach, but I've always known my limits, so I've never been into the powder, been more into the uh, the green at the end of the night, you know, like money. Yeah, joint. yeah the money. I smoke money. <laughs> Money's grown on trees. So luckily, I've never had these issues. I've never had this fall from grace or these, you know, major uh, hills and valleys. I, I think I the worst... Yeah, I've had, COVID was pretty bad. COVID for, was the worst? For, for three days, I could not move. I just glued to my bed. And then I think I think I had the, a bad flu one time before. But luckily, I've been blessed with good health. Phil. Flu shot. Flu 20, shot. 20 years old. Because, uh, you know, playing Division One basketball, yeah. they wanted everybody to take the flu shot. Yeah. And I was like, man, I don't really want to do this. But at 19, you know, freshman year, I yeah. took it. I didn't feel so good then. And then sophomore year comes around, and I'm, like, like really bad for like 10 days. So I had to go to like the, uh, you know, they, on campus they have like a you know, medical facility yeah. and this and that, and they're like, we gotta run some tests because you can't leave. It's you like, got what? sick from the flu shot? Yeah. At 20, yeah. so this is 20 plus years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they came back and were like, uh, you have a certain gene variant that like, depending on certain uh, flu vaccine or yeah. whatever, it could really uh, create some problems for you. So. I remember telling uh, the team doc, I'm like, I'm, I'm not taking that ever again. It, I was at yeah. 21. And you're like, well, I guess you're not going to play. I was like, I don't give it. You know, I don't care. It was that bad. Wow. Yeah. Like, you know, like two mm -hmm. days of like knowing that like you got to run tests on me. And I just felt like, um, to be honest, I mean, like I just felt like NCAA, they didn't give a damn. You know, mm -hmm. the coaches and staff, they didn't care. They're like, oh, well, you, you got to get it because it protects everybody else. And this and that. We're all, you know, traveling together, this and that. And I'm like, but. I almost died, so like, screw yeah. you. Like, I'll wow. miss a couple games. I don't care. So, right. so that was your close call. Yeah. Okay. How about yours, Pat? Dude, I, I <laughs> health and maybe you. You know, in the, in the army, you used no, to party no, a little gonna, bit. I'm not going to count that stuff. That stuff is just the stuff is uh, 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 life. Self inflicted. You know, some yeah. of that stuff is self inflicted. But even, but I would say, forget the war in Iran. I'm talking health, like health uh, yeah. situation, yeah. like something <laughs> happens, you mm -hmm. catch bronchitis or pollen, all that, all the drinking, all the stuff that I did. It's just. You know, in the army, you drink tequila, uh, one or two bottles of tequila every week for yeah. two years straight. Yeah. So just think about that. Wow. Yeah. So if you noticed, if you notice the stock of Jose Cuevo doing good from 97 <laughs> to 99. <laughs> Thanks, PBD. They owe you some money. Jose. Huh? <laughs> they owe you some stock. <laughs> and I was a you great recruiter as well, which yeah. means I never drank Clearly. alone. Yeah. And I said, guys, come on. Hey, guys, oh, huddle up. Hey, big meeting, big meeting, huddle up. It's our Monday motivation. <laughs> By the way, one of these days, Felix and Bradford's got to tell these stories of uh, mm -hmm. how it was in the army. Anyway, so for me, yeah. I had bronchitis. Sucked, right? When I was this? Pneumonia. Me? Just in the last 15 years, I had it. It sucked. In the army, I had a dehydration situation, which was terrible because I was digging a foxhole and I was trying to be such a you know, a great soldier that I dug up six foxholes, six feet by three feet by six feet in Cat 4, Cat 5, in you know, South Carolina, in the heat, in July, August, which is the worst time to do so, got completely dehydrated, was in a hospital, they had IVs on me left and right. So I've had a lot of those instances where I pushed the envelope. But allergy with pollen, believe it or not. Yeah. I was in the emergency room for like straight, 13 times in a span of two weeks, uh, 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 first six months of 2019. Right wow. there, I'm, I'm not, I can't breathe. 
Dang. I just couldn't breathe. Oh, two years ago. This is it. Yeah, this is two years ago. Now, obviously, I didn't announce it. I said, I'm the, I don't, I don't. Allergy. But it was kicking my ass. I thought it's over with, right? I thought, I'm like, Jen. Jen would hold my hands. I'm like, I can't breathe, Jen. So we go straight to ER. Middle of the night, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, right? Pollen. And I asked the doctor, I said, so where should I live? The doctor said, you should be as close to the ocean as possible. I said, that's all you have to say. <laughs> right? All right, we're so, good. Hey, why I'm do you have such a house in front of the water? Because yeah. the doctor said so. <laughs> right? Blame him, you know. <laughs> what about the story you talked about when you were doing the PHP tour and you, oh, you had one. sleep but, deprivation? But that was because I was just pushing. Sometimes I, yeah. I don't mind those uh, exhaustion from working too hard. I, I don't mind those because those happen once every other year. Once every three years, I get one of those, right? Just go in. And a doctor says, your body is just telling you, you got to shut it down for a couple days. Yeah. You get a few IVs, you come out, sleep. And you're good to go. Sleep. Sleep. Underrated. Underrated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Underrated <laughs> sleep. Once a week, I tell you, I need a good <laughs> once a week to yeah. get it. Anyways, the point is this. The point is, the best news we're getting is the following. Is that both people are figuring out a way to fight this thing, which mm-hmm. is great. And we're learning, if there's ever been a time in your life where the need to want to lose weight and be in shape mm-hmm. yes. has yeah. been the reason to do so. If there's ever been a time, you know how people yeah. say, hey, Uncle Johnny, take care of yourself. Hey, babe, take care of yourself. Yep. Hey, bro, you got to kind of lose some. Hey, dude, you got to kind of like, if there's ever been a time where you got to take your weight seriously, today's the time. By the yeah. way, yeah. you know what's crazy, this message, when you give this message, you know who hears it? He, selected hearing. No, no, the people that need to hear it they're like, can we change the topic already? Oh, yeah. something else? Oh, yeah. No, no, yeah. bro. This is like the I'm telling that are you. Doing it are like, yes, exactly. Well, like, I'm 42 years old, Phil, and we were talking about it yesterday. You were telling yep. me all this stuff. Flexibility. I'm feeling at 42, right? right? I'm training with my guy E. He says, listen, if you don't start at 42 exercising, this thing gets very hard at 50, and it's going to get harder and harder and harder. Mm, right. Health exercise is very important. COVID validated. Clean your hands. You know that's one thing. Fine. The other part is your diet, your health. Absolutely. You got you got to go take care of your health. A lot of people just don't look at that. So, yeah. But, you know, Joe Rogan, power, more power to him. Mm-hmm. So happy for the guy. Very happy. He's very, very necessary today for the world. This is not even like Joe is necessary for the states. Joe is necessary for the world because yeah. he's getting everybody to have the tough conversations. So glad the guy's doing good three days after having COVID. Yeah. yeah. Well, he made what did Carlos Mencia say about him, by the way? Carlos Mencia said, great. <laughs> Uh, he said, what? I, uh, uh, he says, what? He said, I got COVID. Uh, uh, he says, now they're going to say, uh, what was the tweet about him? You sent it to me. It was hilarious. Say, I stole COVID from Rogan. They're going to say, I stole COVID from Rogan. I plagiarized COVID because he got it or something like that. First of all, was, Carlos has got to get funny. on Joe Rogan and get it over with, by the way. Carlos, go make Carlos that Carlos needs to call. come on this show. He already has. Oh, you well, mean again, come back on, on the, the podcast. podcast? Yeah, we're trying to get a date for him to come on the show. Come on, Carlos. He will. No, but you're definitely right. I mean, Joe Rogan, like, shout out to you. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, we really just have to take the aesthetics out of like working out and just look at just the health in it mm-hmm. in itself. I think when people talk about, you know, health, they're like, oh, well, you're talking about a slim waist and this and that. And it's like, well, yeah, but we're really like at the vault. I was talking about how all these entrepreneurs, you know, they want to work hard, 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 push, yeah. push, push to make money for their families. God bless them. But at what cost? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so then when they t- get older, they're trying to buy back their health. Yeah. That's a very try, powerful let's, message. Let's try to figure out a balance. But most importantly, right now, like with Pat's saying, I mean, we're at a great moment in time where we should be outside. Vitamin yeah. D. We yeah. should mm-hmm. be getting healthier, you know, foods in our bodies. You only get one body. Mm-hmm. You should really treat it with greater amount of respect. 
And this isn't fat shaming or anything like that, but obesity does kill. Yeah. And right now with COVID, we it, the stats show that if you are overweight, you need to do something about that. Now that may come at a you know a price later on if you ignore it, or you could pay for it now and hire a personal trainer. You can, or you can go on Google and start figuring out, you know, what healthy methods can I do currently? There's so much information out there, so I just want to encourage more people to, you know. Just like how you would treat your business, treat your body even better. Mm-hmm. You know, really mind that body, like figure out like what you think you're eating probably isn't healthy. Well, let's change that. Mm-hmm. You know, fast food, probably not. You know, let's let's learn how to cook again. Let's let's learn how to maybe drink less alcohol, get proper sleep. And when we talk about recharging our bodies, let's recharge them so then when we are going back, like when you say you know, you're going to run yourself hard, 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 but then you know how to recharge so you can do it again. Majority of people don't know how to do that. So question for you, Phil Heath, seven time Mr. Olympia. Uh, uh, how lucky are we? If, if there's a scale, 100 percent, what percentage of health and wellness is attributed to diet versus exercise and working out? Can you give those numbers? This is very, very interesting because at the vault, I had people tell me what it was. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, it's just uh diet, 20% working out. And I said, well, if that's the case, then uh, there would be no gyms. Like, you know, you have to move your body. Is it 50-50? What are you saying? I mean, I I think it definitely depends. I I would say for the most part, people got to start moving their bodies. So I'm Mm going to go probably 60-40. 60-40 diet? No, I'm going to say moving your body 60 Diet forty. Oh wow! Uh, Because just so you know, in the in the bodybuilding world, that's very unconventional to say that. That, that's, what's, that's what he's saying here because most people will say the 80-20 rule. Right. Diet the, the, is more The move your body, it's very, you very... You have to do it. Like yeah. How many people are actually getting 30 to 45 minutes of cardiovascular work three to four times a week? Just cardio in itself. Mm. Very few people. How many people are eating like crap all the time? Every freaking day. So you definitely have to move yeah. your body. You know, and, and, you know, it enhances your lymphatic drainage. We talk about the lymphatic system. We can go into that in another time. But just the levels of inflammation. And due to COVID, there's this thing called COVID fatigue. So, mm-hmm. you know, people stressed out all the time. Their cortisol levels going through the roof. The inflammation that they carry, you know, you start seeing people that stress. You look at their eyes and you look at their cheeks. You know, like they, they just look run down. Well, because they're on the Internet looking at negative stuff. So we talk about positivity more. We talk about loving ourselves more thanking ourselves more for even standing up for, you know, the adverse times. But, uh, you know, I, I really do believe, like, when you talk about uh, faith, I think it's very important that we find something very positive that we could, you know, look at to hold us up when we can't hold ourselves up. Mm. Awesome. So good conversation here. Uh, let's move on to the next story, which is the Tim Tebow joining ESPN's first take as new Stephen A. Smith's foe. Uh, I have some feedback on this. <laughs> I'm curious to know what you're going to say about this. Tim Tebow will be joining ESPN's first take as one of Stephen A. Smith's for the network announced Thursday, the mid-mannered, Bible-toting Tebow will prove an intriguing foil to Smith, whose on-air outbursts have made him the face of ESPN and in turn given autonomy over the makeup of the daily TV show. The 34-year-old Tebow has worked for ESPN as a college football analyst in the past and is coming off a failed NFL comeback attempt. This summer, Tebow tried to convert from a quarterback to a tight end with Jacksonville under his former college head coach, Urban Meyer, but was cut before the season. He previously told in the Mets minor league system for five years. This guy just wants to compete. He's like saying, dude, put me in the game. Uh, uh, put me in, put put me me in coach. coach. Yep. I want to, yeah. uh, uh, I'm ready to play, right? This guy wants to compete. So ESPN, getting Tim Tebow. Fridays is going to be Tim Tebow. Mondays is going to be Michael Irvin. 
And then Tuesday through Thursday, they're going to mix it up, okay? okay? Michael Irvin and Stephen Ace, when they're together, it does very well, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Obviously, back in the days, this thing blew up when it was Skip Bayless yes. versus Stephen A. It was yeah. popping. Yes. Max, good on the football side. He's done good with uh, uh, you know, his uh, analysis. How do you think this is going to work out with Tim Tebow being on st- uh, first take? I'm going to go to you first. Uh, look, I think in terms of Stephen A. Smith versus Tim Tebow, if yeah. those are the two contenders, I think Tebow is completely out of his league. I think it's In what sport, though? Anything and everything except for football. Okay, good. And uh, look. What's Stephen A.'s first sport, though? Basketball. Okay. okay. So what, let me ask you, who knows more about baseball? Tebow or uh, Steve? But it's for, for me, it, I don't even know if it's the knowledge of the sport. It's the ability to talk and use your words and then just get out there and like make yourself heard and then use all these words and these analogies Tim's and these not metaphors. not a lightweight. Don't underestimate. No, but I'm saying there's a stake in the sizzle. Yeah. I don't think he got the sizzle. He might have the stake. Yeah. I don't think he's going to bring the heat to Steve. You've Nace never Smith. seen him call people out? You never saw him give that one message that got like 50 million views when he I called seen- out... The team saying what the hell happened today? Like he grilled their entire team. I hear you. I hear you. I don't think he's a lightweight, but I don't think he's on Stephen. On a, a serious week. note, are you yeah. lobbying for you getting the job? Is I mean, that I, I could think I could hang I'm, with Stephen A. Smith. I'd love to to give it a shot. Okay, but you, I do have respect for Tebow. I met Tebow. Uh, obviously, more than anything, I think a good influence on the culture. Yeah. Or as my friend uh, Gerard likes to use, on the zeitgeist. But I think he's a great dude. I think he's got a good message. I think from a debate standpoint, I think Stephen A. Smith's going to run all over him. What David, do you how think? much you follow sports? Are you one that follows I, first take or all that or not really? No, I don't. I stopped watching um, football specifically and, th- and then all of them when they all followed suit and started doing the whole BLM thing, kneeling for the anthem. You literally stopped watching. Oh, I literally. Were you I, a sports I guy? I, Did you play? So you're six four. you know. I was a dancer in school. Oh, my goodness. I was a dancer. Uh, what, 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 uh, my, my choreographer danced with Michael, danced wow. with Janet, oh, danced shit. with Paula. Wow. Really? Uh, yeah, he was, he was the so it settle guy. down. He okay. was the settle it down. guy in Hollywood. You want to dance? Battle, bro? No, dance no, I don't. I don't. Want, I don't want to show you what's happening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you were a dancer. So what I was does that a dancer. Mean? Wow. No, my, my, like a break dancer. What? What kind of dancer? No, I did some popping and stuff. But but Eric Henderson was he was he was in Michael Jackson's uh, Captain EO. He was in several of Janet Jackson's uh, uh, videos, and um, he was the it guy. He was actually so good that when he was dancing. On a set like a big open, it was actually outside. Madonna was walking up and down the aisle, looking at dancers and picking them out. She looked at him and she's all, "He's too good." She didn't want him on the on the stage with her, mm-hmm. but he was phenomenal. And so, yeah, I just I danced early. I was in a, so a never played football. Dance competition. I, I could see your high school I did, basketball like, Pop coach. I did Pop like, Warner trying to recruit you like crazy. When, when we got into high school, it was either yeah. run around and get sweaty with a bunch of guys, or yeah. dance with all the girls. <laughs> Me and Phil. See? So I'm like, I'm like, I'm. <laughs> I'm dancing, and hey, God used that because my girlfriend, uh, well, Jennifer, my bride now, yeah. but my girlfriend before I met her in high school, uh, we were in a we were in a rally. The whole high school was in the gym, like the whole high school. So it's a rally, right? And uh, I was in a, the competition group, and it was just I was the only guy because most guys can't dance, especially in high school, they can't dance mm-hmm. and keep up with the girls. So there's eight girls behind me this way and eight girls behind me this way. Wow. We're, we're oh, in a, so he, we're in a, yeah. we're in a monopoly. V, yeah, he was playing the numbers. We're in a V formation <laughs> and we're yeah. tearing it up. We actually learned the numbers, uh, the dance routine they just done on Soul Train Music Awards. So Jennifer, before I ever met her, 
she sees me dancing. She nudges her best friend, and she's like, I'm going to marry that guy. Oh, wow. Man. Before Those we ever met. how good your dance moves Shit. were. There you go. See, that's wow. never happened You still, you still no. want to dance? Let's circle back to the mid-90s. I was killing go. bar mitzvah dance floors. All, all right. right. All you right. don't want no part of this. But, you're on, like, but now you're on Love Bumble and Tinder. Okay, let's get back to Tim Tebow here. So you're not a big sports Here's a question you got to think about with Tim Tebow. and By the way, if you're listening to this, if you think Tim can hang with Stephen A and you think this is a good move, smash thumbs up. If you say, no, this is not going to work, put thumbs down. If you think it's going to work, thumbs up. If you don't think it's going to work, put thumbs down. This is my biggest concern. This is my biggest concern with this, is my biggest concern with this taking place for fir, uh, first take. I don't know if ESPN as a company will keep a conservative on. History says no. Okay? Right. History right. says no. No, because if you think about what happened with Will Kane, I thought Will Kane was great. I liked him a lot. Yep. But Will Kane started kind of talking about. I don't remember who you that don't is. remember him? No. If you pull up Will Kane ESPN, pull him up, Kai. Will Kane. type in How Will do you Kane not ESPN. Know who Will Kane is. The guy was Maybe an absolute stud of a guy. I loved him debating, and he made some good, uh, good arguments. C-A-I-N. I know Dean Kane. That's that's no. You know who he is. You know who. Type in images. You know who he is. Will Kane. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He would do his Not debates. Not someone that I've followed right there, tremendously. Right there. I thought yeah, his okay. debates were great. Yeah, Didn't right. agree with all of them, but half the time I'm like, okay, he's pushing the envelope. You right. know, whether it was Kaepernick, whether it was some of these things. Okay. I don't know if ESPN wants opposing arguments on what those types him, of though? issues. They fired him. He went to Fox. Okay, they didn't okay. keep him there. He went to Fox. ESPN doesn't keep conservative hosts. Wow. And if they do, if they keep Tim, Tim Tebow... I think it's a very good business move, I agree. not philosophical move, because they're right. going to be able to regain some audiences that they lost over the last five years. Well, there, what do you there always it say? Is. You got to convert. Yeah, but I don't know if ESPN is going to. By the way, kudos to ESPN for giving Tim Tebow the once a week. Mm-hmm. Kudos right. for ESPN. Yeah. More power to you. What's now let's info? see if he's going to keep his job. No, I think it's, I think it's smart for ESPN to have uh, Tim Tebow on. I think it's very important because he is college football. You know, he could talk about football nonstop, but he, like you talk about – um, him going back and forth with Stephen A. What Stephen A. can't talk about is the mental fortitude of commanding team, hmm. commanding other men in order to go on the field and do amazing things. Stephen A. has not done that. Right. So I, I definitely feel like Tim Tebow can say, you know, hey, man in the arena, you're over here, Stephen A. I was actually in those That's locker right. rooms. I was actually right. on that field. It's a lot of like it's a li- it's a little bit different. And with his age, even though. Oh, he you know he doesn't know how to do this. He yeah. doesn't know how to do that. Yeah. It's like, hey, Stephen A., you're making a lot of money with ESPN, but I was out there on the field learning. Talk about the humility of me going from Heisman to this, 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 this. And I have no quit in me. So you don't think that Tim Tebow is going to say, I have no quit in me. What makes you think that I'm not going to outlast you? Mm-hmm. What makes you think I'm not going to come back bigger and better and stronger and faster, smarter? That's what I'm honestly expecting from him. I hope he crushes it. By the I way, think, I liked yeah. Max Kellerman. Were you a Max guy? I was not a Max guy. Really? <laughs> no, I was not a Max guy. Yeah. I was not a Max Because Max tried too hard to be black. Whoa. That's it. Because Max tried Said too it. hard to be black. What does that mean? Are you kidding me? Did you ever watch? Like, he was, he, <laughs> he, was, he was trying to be more black than Stephen A was trying to be. Like, it was almost like, I don't know if you have friends like this. Like, I, look, I had friends who tried so hard to be a gangster, and they were not. I had so, uh, friends who were trying so hard to be cool, and they were not. I had friends who were trying so hard to be a basketball player, and they were not. 
mm-hmm. friends who were trying so hard to be players, they were not. Did you see that his personality changed from like boxing yeah. to, to first take? Because that's the first thing I noticed was that he wasn't the same and he was yeah. trying to convert. You know he was, was a rapper before, right? Max it, Kellerman? You guys being sarcastic or serious? No, I didn't know that. Max no. Kellerman was a rapper before. I could before. see him be able to spit a little Max bit. Max Kellerman was a rapper back in the days. He had bars? Oh, yeah. He's actually pretty decent, buddy. Okay. He's got well, a music well, video. I can't put his, it up uh, right now because they're going to... Uh, they're gonna. But he actually was pretty decent. I just wasn't a fan of Max. Here's why I'm not a fan of uh, the first take show on how it was. When Bayless, like Stephen A. gave a lot of credit to Bayless. He says, I was a nobody. Bayless brought me up because Bayless right. was the relevant guy. I was a nobody. And mm-hmm. I had somebody to go up against, right? right and they right, were debating. Will Kane to me was better than Max Kellerman. Will Kane would destroy Max Kellerman. Stephen mm-hmm. A would destroy Will Kane, but Will Kane could go up against. Yeah, he would. He, yeah. The challenge is Will Kane used to be a Blaze guy. He used to be with the Blaze. I don't know if you remember Will Kane from the Blaze years ago. Will Kane used to work for Beck. ESPN brought him on board, mm-hmm. and then he went straight to Fox. Will King could end up being one of these next Tucker Carlson type of guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's uh, that? He's uh, that do you remember man. when Tucker Carlson was a nobody 20 years ago and Jon Stewart went on their show and destroyed him? And Jon Stewart when he, says, when he used to wear a you guys tie. suck. Yeah, he says, you guys suck. You guys are terrible. And look at Tucker Carlson today. Yeah. Talk, by yeah. the way, you know when they came out with the data on who they think can be the presidential candidate for 2024? Hmm. You know who's fifth on the list? Tucker Carlson. Wow. Fifth on the list is Tucker Carlson. Number one is obviously Trump. Mm-hmm. Two is uh, DeSantis. DeSantis. Uh, three, Nikki three, Haley. Nikki Haley's three. There's another Four one Pence. that's... Uh, yeah. And then five is Tucker Carlson. Pence. No how chance. Do, how Tucker do you put Carlson Tucker on the top five? So, uh, I don't know. Listen, ESPN, if you keep, keep Tim Tebow, Good for you. I'm betting 70% within three to five years, Tim Tebow is going to be fired. I hope I'm wrong. If they keep him, salute to them. And I hope Tim Tebow challenges him in Mm -hmm. everything Kaepernick does, everything NBA does, everything LeBron does, because sports is no longer just sports. It's political. So there has to be an element of sports today Mm -hmm. that talks politics. You can't just say sports is the sports of 20 years ago. No. It's Pat, no longer. Before we move on. Yeah. Unless you're favorite, the UFC. Favorite sports commentator Stephen out a. there. He's Stephen number a. one to you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Stephen A. How about uh, you, Phil? He's Snoop Dogg on Thriller. Snoop Dogg on Thriller, bro. That's it. They look like my two uncles are out there yeah. fighting. <laughs> my two uncles. He kills it. You have I, a favorite guy or gal? Um, for what? Sports. Sports personality commentator. Oh, commentator. He just told you he was a... No, no I, I know. Maybe it's a dance uh, no, commentator. No, what about that? For football? Yeah. Romo. Romo's good. Romo's a scientist, Romo was by the way. Was he's a scientist. It was just amazing he was when he was he's breaking it down. Peyton yeah. Manning's legit. He's hilarious. He's, he's good. Yeah. Peyton Manning. I like Scott Van Pelt. SVP. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> not, you looked at me like I was getting, like, uh, I, know, I know who you're talking about. Okay, but you looked at me like I, like, offended you. Well, you're because like, you did. <laughs> I was offended. For a second, I was offended. You, you know, low-key, who I'm secretly kind of in love with? Malika Andrews. You know who that is? Of course. Pull her up, Kai. Malika Andrews. <sighs> Malika Andrews, if you're listening. Malika Andrews or Carrie Champion? The fact that I don't even know who Carrie Champion what? is. Yeah. Malika wow. Andrews. She is adorable. Go to that one right there. Kai, no, third. Yeah, boom. Are you kidding me? She's gorgeous. <laughs> Malika, if you're Carrie. out there, hit up Yeah, sauce. Malika. We can hit talk sports. <laughs> we, can, we can talk Tinder. Whatever you like. What? <laughs> that's, Kai, not look, you, that's not, that's no not how you get the girl, bro. No that's shame. Not, that's uh, Phil, teach, no shame and no teach game. Me your ways, wow, bro. Great. Kai, I hope pull it works up this Carrie Champion girl. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> so. Just saying, she's. I think she's pretty damn adorable. 
This guy's like carrying. So when champion. she gives her commentating, you you don't listen to anything she says. No, I do. I, I listen very intently. No, okay. no, no. It's not right. even close. Don't, you can, okay. You can, you can you can remove. Let's that. let's continue. Let's <laughs> continue. And, uh, you, you, you I know. just struck you down, bro. Yeah. Hey, Let's continue. Thinking, bro. By the way, speaking of awesome women, let me just give a quick shout out. Jennifer Bed David killed it on stage. Killed it on stage. On uh, the vault. At the vault. Yeah. And Cherie Heath. What a what a, what a babe. Awesome. She's awesome. Respect. Damn right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, just, I'm giving you. respect to the I ladies. Appreciate, it, appreciate, it, right, appreciate. Let's it. let's continue to go to your favorite story. Yes. Trump and DeSantis. My Ooh, Adam man. said, "I want to know if this is the truth." I want to hear from David Harris. So we're gonna see what David Harris has to say about this, and we're gonna see what uh, Mr. Sauce has to say about this. So yeah. Trump reportedly said he effing hates Ron DeSantis. This is a the weak story. As former President Trump. Possibly as a 2024 run, a new report suggests there's one uh, other potential contender whose popularity he really resents, uh, Florida Governor DeSantis. A report from Vanity Fair this week uh, delves into how various Republicans are testing the waters for 2024 presidential primaries in case Trump doesn't decide to seek the GOP nomination. And among the likely contenders in that scenario would be DeSantis. But the report describes that the... Uh, fact that uh, Florida governor's biggest challenge may be his fraught relationship with the 45th president. Trump effing hates DeSantis. A Trump confidant told Vanity Fair he just resents his popularity. Earlier this year, 2024 straw poll taken at the Western Conservative Summit saw DeSantis slightly ahead of Trump, 74 to 73%. So I'm going to go to you first. Have you heard anything about the story, David Harris Jr.? No. And my first question when you asked me last yeah. night if, we, if I even knew about it was who reported it. Because I've got a filter that I've got to put everything through, and every single individual in America, literally in the world, should understand that you've got to put things through a filter. Who's saying it? What's their source? Uh, and is anybody else verifying that? And what's their angle? You know, what is the, w which way do they lean? Vandy Fair leans heavily left, so far left. Maybe furthest left. You they're, know, they're, they're in the category of furthest left. Yeah, they're out there with Rolling Stone, who just got smashed for. Uh, uh, posting a fake news article against ivermectin, saying that hospitals in Ohio were overran with uh, uh, with uh, people having adverse reactions to ivermectin, so much so that people that had car accidents couldn't get in there. The whole thing was made up. The whole thing was a lie. Uh, Rachel Mad Maddow, Maddow, yeah. she ran with it. BBC ran with it. So anyway, I have a filter. So my my question is, who's saying the article? Okay, they're left leaning, biased reporting uh, agency, and what would their intention be for this? Um, well, try to, try to create some division amongst uh, uh, conservatives, or at least to Democrats, make it look like the higher-ups, Trump, DeSantis, are at odds with each other. I haven't personally heard anything. I've reached out to some connections that, that are close with Trump. I haven't heard back uh, from them. But uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. You know, DeSantis is doing exactly what, you know, he's an American first, America first uh, governor. He's leaving the state open. He's trying to leave the state open. He's allowing people to go to work. Uh, they're seeing, you know, their numbers soar as far as employment. Um, they, they have so many hit pieces against them on, you know, the, the virus is out of control in Florida. And then it, they wind up having to retract all that because it was totally made up. Like they literally took data from last year and plugged it into this year to try to make it look like they had a massive resurgence of, uh, of COVID in, in Florida. So there's, uh, there's an attack to try to separate and make Trump look bad or make DeSantis look bad, but I haven't heard any of that, and so, I, 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 don't, I don't see that either. And I definitely don't see him actually making a statement that would go anywhere, even if he did, for some other personal reason, have an issue with DeSantis. Yeah, so so you buy into the comment that Obama said 
uh, don't underestimate uh, Biden's ability to f things up. Oh yeah, I can believe that because <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, can you see that happen? You oh, can't I could, see Biden doing something like that. He's oh. one of the greatest. Uh, presidents we've had in the last 12 months well yeah sure no, i'm sorry 81 million months. people voted for for the guy most popular he, president of all time yeah yeah as he couldn't get 50 people to his rally which is why they had to start using jeeps to go in there and honk so i want you to be like careful because were. he gets offended when you yeah, say I'm things like that he, uh, adam gets I'm very all i do is right speak now. the truth I'll, david I'll, harris I'll speak the can truth i ask you a question it. sure odds that trump runs in 2024 what you got i say they're very good i don't want to hear very good i need numbers baby I'd say it's 90%. 90? Yeah. I don't think that's the question, though. I okay. think the question isn't that. I think the question is, who on the right do they want to be the leading candidate representing the 2024? Meaning, Trump. do Republicans today want Trump or do they want DeSantis? Uh, they want Trump. Okay, so uh, let me ask you this. I think the base that Trump built and mm -hmm. the, the energy that's in the conservative party, and there's a splintering, right? Because Trump was the outsider. So the GOP, I mean, it's like there, there mm -hmm. is a splintering in the GOP from the Republican Party that would rather have DeSantis. They'd rather have DeSantis sure. than yeah. Trump. They say, well, Trump's too polarizing, this, that, and the other. But you know what? I, I think more people in this country are fired up to be conservative and to align with conservative values, which is what, what Republicans do, than ever before in this country. Here's a question for you. So say, for instance, Trump says, I'm not running. Do you think Trump will go campaign for DeSantis or DeSantis to win? If De, if DeSantis is the is the he guy, is. I think he would. Yeah, you think he would. Yeah, so you Just don't like think he is right now with state, uh, with uh, with congressional races. He's endorsing candidates. He's out there. He's pushing. Mm -hmm. You know, he said he's not gonna he, he's not gonna just take this this loss, this perceived loss. I mean, it is right on paper. We got a president on paper right now uh, that's in there because of fraud. In my personal belief and opinion, there's absolutely no way that he should be in office. Uh, and I'm still holding out for the Arizona audits. I'm still holding out to find out what the audits have to say. Uh, because I believe that when the audits come out of Arizona, they're going to decertify their results. That's going to be number, the first state to do it. And then Georgia's follow, I, I think Georgia's going to follow suit with the audits. Wisconsin's talking about it. Pennsylvania. What do you actually all those think the odds of that actually happens, Dave? You know what? On my podcast, the David J. Harris Jr. podcast, on my podcast for David a year. I got, yeah, you got to have J. You got to have the J, J in the there. What's the J stand for? James. James. David James. It's kind of yeah, like two Donald Bible J. names, Trump. right? Well, it's just my David son's James. middle name is Jay, so David James Harris James. Jr. Keep going. So, um, for the better part of a year on my podcast, I would say if for some hail mary chance of a reason Joe Biden got in office, well, he's in office. So now I'm saying if if there's a hail mary chance that we can get these swing states to actually do a forensic audit, and look, if Biden won. Then all power to them. Great. Everybody that's supporting Biden and supports the Democrats, they should be happy. They should be able to say, look, we proved it. Now shut the hell up. Great. But if not, why are they roadblocking and, and stalling these audits from happening? But you're using term like Hail Mary. So this is a Hail Mary. Well, it is. Yeah. No, 1% the, the, chance the, of the, anything happening. Well, that's what, that what I'm saying. saying? That's what I'm that. saying. Let's if get it was that. a Hail Mary chance that Biden got in, which he did, yeah. mm -hmm. what I'm saying right now is what I truly believe is a way to rectify the fraud. There's no statute of limitations on Until fraud. Until it happens. Until yeah. it happens, yeah. it happens. I mean, yeah. I, I want to stay on topic here. So okay. let's go back on topic here. So how how bad you think it would look when DeSantis and Trump, imagine the debate stage for Republican, you know, these two guys are debating, okay? Mm -hmm. You have on stage Nikki Haley. You have on stage DeSantis. You have on stage Pence. You have on stage these guys are debating. Right. How ugly will that get if that – because to me, the sight of Pence and Trump debating, oh, that wow. doesn't look right. No. Okay? Yeah. And do you think DeSantis 
is going to sit there and allow Trump to sh- take shots at him? No or way. do you think Trump's going to be okay if DeSantis, like, you know, the Kamala Harris shot at uh, Biden? Do you remember the whole thing, like, how awkward that was? Oh, yeah. The sec- was that a first debate or second debate? Well, she I don't basically know what it- called him racist. She basically yeah. called yeah. him racist. <laughs> she and then called him to be racist, which is a formula. Like, oh, I'll come work yeah. for you now. But, but how weird will that look to see DeSantis, Trump, Pence all on stage? Nikki Haley makes sense. But the other three to be on stage, if that were to happen, how competitive do you think it would get? It, it, it. It almost seems unimaginable. Like that's how I agree. I almost, with that's, I that's why I'm asking the question. The fact that you see Pence, DeSantis, Nikki Haley up on stage debating Trump. Yeah. And let's not forget what Trump Haley's did in 2016. Fine. Haley's fine. No, I she's think, got some questionable. Yeah. Well, no, I'm no, saying no, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. Trump. What I'm saying is yeah. Haley doesn't give a shit like to go right. and I almost, call oh, him oh, out. Right, that's right, what right. I mean. No, no. She, yeah, she'll call him. She'll call him out. It almost seems like they're just going to give him the nomination. Like I don't see Trump. Remember how ugly so. things got in 2016 between Lion Ted Cruz and little Marco Rubio and the whole cast and sleepy Ben Carson and with the whole thing, how ugly it got. I think you know you know what though with with Trump, he never really went at Ben. He never went at Ben with any shots. Carson, okay. Ben Carson. Yeah, he just let Ben be Ben. Right. He Sleep didn't really on have stage. Anything, yeah. Exactly. He didn't really have anything to say. I'm almost wondering if that was the case. It's hard to imagine, but if that was the case. If we'd actually just see them each try to lay out their best plan for how to move this country forward in the right direction, and unless somebody has a reason for shots like nah, Pence, dude. Trump's not going to no, no. back down off of that. And and because let me, let me tell you he why. Stopped yep. it. He could have stopped the the. He could have given another two weeks back in January to say we need to actually look at some of this material instead of moving forward with uh, with certifying the election. And, and Pence didn't do it. What do campaign managers get hired to do? To win. Seek and destroy. For, for you to win, right? Yeah. Not for for you for the, to win. Not for so the party to win. The campaign manager has a lot on the line. If I'm taking DeSantis and I want to be your campaign manager, yeah. I'm asking you a question. Dude, are you playing to be VP or are you playing to be the president, right? right. Because i got to have a good record as well. So then Trump's campaign manager, they're going to do what they do best. They're going to make those short clips go viral, you know, because you'd be in jail type of videos. Mm-hmm. Their, their social media team is a freaking beast of yeah. a social media team, right? Yep. So he's going to do his part. But I will tell you, DeSantis is not a lightweight. DeSantis no, is not, not Pence. No. DeSantis is not uh, no. Nikki Haley. No. No. DeSantis, no. DeSantis believes he's the president of the United States. DeSantis yeah. has that identity that I'm going to be the president of the United States, and I think I'm the right guy to do the job. I think that's what this, and there's a part of America that believes the same with him as well. So it'll get ugly, huh? It'll get ugly. I agree. Yeah, that's my concern. Yeah. Let me so, give you my so two cents. Here's the other conversation. Okay, Do you think you know how Biden has a meeting with, uh, not Biden has a meeting. The the, the folks uh, on Biden's camp have a meeting with Sanders, with Elizabeth Warren, with everybody. Like, listen, guys, Super Tuesday, drop out, come support. Let's yeah. go win. We got to beat this Trump guy. We can't be dividing. Right. You think there's going to be somebody that's going to say DeSantis? Okay, so let's have the conversation. So visualize this conversation. I'm from Trump's camp. I go meet with DeSantis, and I say, hey, uh, Ron, we'd like to have a meeting with you. And they have the meeting behind closed doors. And they say, Ron, uh, how much do you love America? Uh, You know how much I love America. Ron, uh, we think the best thing to do right now is the following. How about you agree to not go up against Trump? You become the VP. Trump becomes the president. And we go beat Biden and then after Trump's done, you win and you become a two-term president. Okay, visualize that. It's going to happen. Yeah. You're Ron DeSantis. What do you think Ron's going to say in that meeting? 
That's tough. hell no. Yeah, I, I, I don't gonna, think he's going to say hell no. Hard to say no to that is what you're saying. No, 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 no. He's going to say hell no. He's going to say, like, are you crazy? It's it's almost like this. It's almost like I don't it, know though because he DeSantis has to see the rise in popularity among the conservatives and, and the Republican Party due to Trump, the Trump effect. You can't deny the MAGA effect, the Trump effect. Instead of trying to chop Trump down and go after him and potentially lose, he could be a sure bet if he got with Trump, and then he could still have the chance to be president for two more for two I, more. I don't uh, know if he sees it that terms. way. I, I think I don't know. It's tough. I, don't I know. think he, here's what you got to ask him: Is he Dwayne Wade, or is he Giannis? Mm. Is he is he? Uh, 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 is he a guy that's going to be like, hey, let's team up and go build a super team together? You know, like, hey, uh, come on, let's build a super team in Cleveland and Miami and Boston. Right. Or is he a guy that's going to say, no, I'm, I'm good. I can build a team uh, around myself, and I think I'm a good number one. I think you're a good number one, but I also think I'm a good number one. I get a feeling that Ron thinks he's a good number one. I don't get a feeling that I think Ron thinks he's a number two. There's a, there's a moment where uh, Trump is bringing Ron up. This is in 2019. And Trump says... You know, I'm not going to lie to you. First time uh, I met Ron, I, I said, you know, Ron's a little chubby. Ron's got to lose some weight because I was always worried that Ron's a little heavy. You know, he's a little round. He's a little heavy. He said this or you're saying Trump you can imagine? Trump said this to is bringing him up. Wow. And he says, I'm Ouch. like, he says, yeah, I'm kind of feeling him. I'm thinking this guy's a little heavy. He's, you know, he's got to lose some weight. And Trump is saying this about this. And he says, and then one day I tap his shoulder. When I tapped his shoulder and I felt all the muscles, I said, no, this guy's not chubby. This guy's muscular. This guy's strong. He's the only politician I've said this to. He said, I told Ron, Ron, you ought to take your shirt off more often. Don't wear a jacket. With that being said, help me bring up your governor, Ron DeSantis. That's wow. how I brought him up. <laughs> <laughs> only Trump will bring somebody. Yeah. You've got a smile out of this. <laughs> I actually think that there is. He kept it real. He kept it real. He kept it real. I actually think there is a little bit of credibility to this story, and I'll tell you why. And I get that it's Vanity yeah. Fair. You know how they say you would you, think there's yeah, credibility to Vanity Fair. He would. He no, would. I'm not. I don't even care he if it's the Vanity. I'm, I'm, I'm subscribed to National Enquirer just so you know. I'm going based on <laughs> Trump's track years. record. You know how they say the ego is not the amigo. If this poll is anywhere, this is at the Western Conservative Summit. This ain't Vanity Fair here, David. Yeah, this is a, a poll, straw poll. Though. Okay, cool. It's a poll. The fact that you know, we all know that Trump loves the polls. I'm doing great in the polls. Yeah, the but that doesn't that validate him saying something like that about DeSantis. I'm not, that's so not I'm what saying. I'm saying. All right, I'll let you go. Don't what I'm cross saying, the two together. I'm doing that's it. what he's trying to do. So that's no, what he's I'm trying to do. I'm saying if there was a poll. That's what people that have been programmed do. What I, I'm saying, if there is a poll that even shows <laughs> DeSantis beating Trump, Trump doesn't like that, bro. Love you, buddy. Okay, listen. I think we all agree. Here, here's my prediction. Trump went, runs again. He's not going to win. If DeSantis and Haley win on the tick, uh, run on the ticket, they can win. I think you're forgetting how toxic Trump is. I think if you take a DeSantis and a Nikki Haley, you're going to get people in the middle to vote for them. I think if you're cool with your 42%, you know, maybe you get to 45%, you're back to, oh, we got the here's, election here's, stolen from us. Here's uh, the they, don't, they don't like Trump. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Go to, uh, go to uh, anybody after their first term. Okay, Obama after his first term. Did he have a terrible first term? He did not have a great first term. Okay, go to. Did he have a terrible did, first term? I, I did he have terrible? A, did he have a terrible second had, term? Did he, he have a terrible, terrible first term? What's that? Did, did Obama have a terrible first term? He did not have a good first term, but not a terrible. I'm not I think saying it was terrible. I don't, okay, I'm saying it so was do you think subpar. Bush GW had a good first term? Uh, junior? Yeah. 
No, with 9-11 and okay, Katrina. Okay, so let me continue. Not, not a good Do look. Do you think uh, Clinton had a good first term? Yes. Yes, okay. <laughs> Take all of their first terms. Yes. And even Trump. Do you think Trump had a good first term? Until COVID. But that's not on his control, though. Because even he Arguably. delivered. Well, he, he brought vaccine Arguably. within nine months, even though everybody said, even Fauci said 18 months, he delivered within nine months, right? That's not because of Fauci. Trump was dealing with all these other guys that brought it, okay? So today, if we look at Trump as a first term, first term, was it a great first term, good first term, terrible first term, or a bad first term? Depends on the, the lens that you're looking at. Zero to 10. For, uh, let's say how, five how or six. It, even for you, say five or six. Sure. Okay. Who between Trump, Obama, GW, Bill Clinton had a worse first term? Those four or Biden so far? I mean, just based on what happened to the country, you have to say George W. Bush with Katrina, with 9 11. Okay, so you put him first, worst term, first term. Yeah. You put Biden, uh, 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 Biden? I mean, he's been in less than a year, so it's let's bro, see it what only happens. took a year for him to break everything. I mean, he didn't need a whole four years. Some people don't need four years, some people are more competitive. Afghanistan? It took are you kidding me? Jimmy Carter every day thanks God, saying thank you for your Biden. Your favorite president of all time is Jimmy, Jimmy Carter. Carter's officially taken off the list. <laughs> he's officially taken Look, off the list. I, I don't think that Biden is doing great, okay, I, 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 at all. Not uh, doing but he's less than a year in. Here's let's actually see what where I'm going with this. Where I'm yeah. going with this is. You forget the fact that depending on how Biden does, he makes it easy for anybody to say, we got to try somebody I else. don't think Biden should run again in 2024. Oh, you want Kamala as a president? I, no, not Kamala. I don't Kamala. think he's going to finish Pelosi. his first term. Pelosi? <laughs> not Pelosi. I think, I, look, I think there should be a rule. If you're over 70, peace out. Peace out. From moving forward, peace out. Really? Trump, Biden, Pelosi. So who are Keep you, a Buttigieg guy? What's that? Buttigieg? No, I'm not. But I think he's a talented guy, but I'm not a Buttigieg guy. I just think, again, I'll say this again for those that weren't listening. I think if DeSantis and Nikki Haley run on that ticket, they can win. If you throw toxic They'll Trump up again. They'll pull independents and some Democrats too? That's what I'm saying, David. All right. We you. all know that if you're a conservative and you're a MAGA guy, you love Trump. But nobody else does, bro. Like, do you understand that? I love his that? policies. It's not about the man, although I appreciate him. Okay. Met him 10, 11 times. How many people vote on office. policies? Well, they're going to they're gonna start to because of what's going on right now. I don't think so. I think that argument of forget about the candidate. Forget about the candidate. Put a blank picture of the candidate and just look at their policies. Well, if we keep going the way we... I, I don't think anybody does that. I think it's an emotional attachment to who the candidate is and... People, we're emotional sure, there's creatures. some pizzazz in there, right? Somebody gets you up, think? and that's the whole reason they have debates. People want to see somebody and how they're going to interact, right. how they're going to talk. Of course. What's the, what's the percentage right now of people wanting to retract their vote from 20%. Biden? 20%. It was 20%, right? One in five. Out of 80 million people? That's, that's, that's enough. That's what, 20 million? 16 that's million. 16 yeah. million people. Okay. So the, that the, alone. And by the way, secretly you're part of that camp mean? as well, though. No, I don't. You look, pull the lever oh, for Biden? I, again, I will tell you this. Stop. DeSantis you vote for Biden? and Nikki Haley, you have a chance. You vote for Biden? Toxic Trump, you have no chance. Adam. Yes, sir. You vote for Biden? When? In 2020? Yeah. Yes. Okay. You regret your vote yet? I don't regret my vote, but I think uh, Biden has some cleaning up to do. How? All he's done is make messes so far. Well... Like a little kid crapping in his diapers. That's some of the some of the At some of the looks that, that Biden does after he says something. It's that look that he gets. It's the look a little kid has Again, when they crap their is, pants. This is how I look at it. Yeah. We've had this conversation already. Mm -hmm. My, the way I look at it is the following: Who's a good number one? Okay, 
Biden's not a good number one. But nobody voted for him to be like, I told, they, they were like, they, we got a drunk driver at the wheel, someone take I'm the wheel. That's today, why people voted for Biden. what I'm saying today, people are starting to realize, you don't vote for a number four to be a number one. Right. You don't do that. Correct. Gerald Ford was never a good number one. Mm-hmm. He's a good number two or three. What he about H.W. Bush? He was never a good number one, and that's why he didn't get uh, elected a second time, right? Who, who didn't? Senior? The senior. No, no, no. He didn't get elected a second time because he got cocky thinking he's going to win. And Ross, and also came Ross in. Perot. No, Ross, yeah. th- th- so that's a very different anomaly yeah. you just brought in. No, that's But a he com- wasn't really a true number one. Uh, I think on against the people he was going up yeah. against, but I also think Ross Perot was a number one. Mm. Yeah. I think Ross Pro's a number one. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? I yeah. think Ross yeah. Pro was a fully good yeah. number he one. He just so didn't have the look. No, but the, but the, the sound. So so the challenge I'm having right now is DeSantis is a number one. He is. So is Trump. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Pence. I don't think Pence should run. No. I think people behind closed doors that are telling him to run, I think should say nothing. I think should say just stay there because Pence's legacy right now is not that bad. It's not great, but Pence's legacy, believe it or not. Remember when Trump first announced Pence? What did people say? Like, what? Pence? Who's this yeah. white yeah. red? And then you got to know him. You're like, you know what? And uh, yeah, he's cool. Yeah, he's likable. Yeah. And, and he's stable. as vanilla as Calm. it gets. But that's exactly what Trump, Trump needed. Uh, I agree. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you, that's why he was no, a good selection. So let me go to the next story. So yeah. if you don't believe that story, Melania Trump is telling her friends that she has no interest in being first lady again, despite her husband's 2024 teases report. This is an insider story. Uh, several of Melania Trump's friends told CNN she had no interest in returning to the White CNN. House, let alone helping if her husband decided to run. Former President Trump hasn't declared a 2024 candidacy, but has teased the possibility, saying her, his supporters will be very happy with his decision. Previous reports said Melania Trump was happy and relaxed since exiting the White House earlier this year. She largely remained out of the public eye, unlike some of her pre- predecessors, pre- uh, predecessors. Uh, predecessors, and has m- uh, made a few public appearances. So. Do you think she really wants to be a first lady again? Zero percent. No. I, I agree. Yeah. So if she I have to believe care. one of these two stories, that. I think this is yeah. the one I believe in because I don't yeah. think she ever wanted that kind of mm-hmm. eyeballs. I think she just wanted to be at peace, yeah, just kicking back. the hate. Yeah, yeah the I toxic. Mean, I mean, yeah. it was so How, toxic How's that going to play a role if he – because I 100% think Trump's running again. You say you're at 90%. You're at where? I'm going to ask him when I interview him in three weeks. I like. I'm sure he'll yeah, duck I'll the question him. like he's been ducking the question. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to put it. I'm gonna, <laughs> Hannity, I need a yes or no question. Yeah. I need a yes or no answer. His best Mr. friend President, Hannity couldn't get it out of him. I don't know question. if you're going to get it out of no, him. No, I'm going to try. What percentage he, you got? I'm all in. I mean, like 100. percent Yeah. Why would Where are you? Uh, as close to 100 percent as possible. Okay, so you're 90, 100, 100, and that only that only 10 is looking at if we can if we can get the election integrity laws passed and stop the massive voter ID uh, debacle that is what stole the last election. Mm-hmm. We can't have mass mail-in voting like that. We, okay. We've got to have voter ID laws. I'm There's got to be voter something ID. in place to I'm make sure that, that we as Americans, all of us, no matter what side of the aisle we're on, can have trust and faith in the election process. Well, I think we can all hope, whether you're on left or the right, that COVID is not here in 2020 freaking four. Wait, it's, what are you talking we, about? What are you talking about? I hope anywhere. that it's not a major you, factor like in this past you, election. What are you t- oh, stop it. You okay? Are you serious? Listen, in a game of war, when you see a play that works, yeah. you have to figure out a way <laughs> to use it again. And again, okay. they, and this, again this and was again. a proven so formula. So you think they're going to remix it? Uh, d- d- it's been uh, remixing. They're, they're doing it's, it. How now. many different variants does, are there? Right mail, they're doing it now. Does mail-in ballots work for fraud? Does mail-in ballots work? to get as creative as you want as possible. I don't care whether you believe whatever happened. You Listen, Biden is the president today. 
But does mail-in ballots work to be able to manipulate more than you coming and showing your ID? Obviously. Okay, yes. so, so to me, I'm not even saying it happened or didn't happen. All I'm saying to you is you can get more creative yep. with mail-in ballots than you can with IDs. You think they're going to let that go? No way. Who's Listen, they? when you play football, you're going you're gonna to continue the same play. If they cannot stop your running back, mm-hmm. what do you do? Keep running yep. through the middle. They can't yep. stop. Keep running until you found a play to stop it. I'm running through your linebackers because your guys suck today. They're going to figure out right a way. COVID may not be around 2023. Something's going to be around 20, 2023 to create a shutdown. But that's why what David is yeah. saying, but that, as far as the audits is so l- important. L- let me give you a flip yeah. perspective. Sure. Let sure. me give you a flip perspective. Go for it. Okay, if you're saying that's the playbook, yeah. shut it down, mail-ins, yeah. I think that would actually be a bad look on Biden. His whole... Candidacy is like I'm going to take no, care of COVID. No, you don't. I'm going to take care Are of COVID, and if it's still around in there, 2024, to, do you realize that's going to be an issue to, for him? To a community, I'm at a restaurant. Uh, uh, the lady outside, she's sitting there. She's saying, "Let me tell you something. I cannot believe in the state of Florida, I don't see anybody wearing a mask. She's at Valley with a mask on. What an irresponsible! No wonder all of these people in the state of Florida are so sick." Look at these. No one has a mask on. She's hollering at me. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a mask on. I'm outside waiting for my car. I said, man, where are you You're from? outside. Bill. I said, man, where are you from? <laughs> yeah, I said, man, wh- where are you from? Yeah. I'm from the responsible state of California. I said, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I said, well, you yeah. know, there's a reason why so many people are leaving your state. Yep. Because they're being forced to do things they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Which means what? There is a group of people that think shutting down is the responsible thing to do. Mm-hmm. And you're forgetting that audience. There's a group of people that say, dude, what a, what a responsible guy here, Newsom. You know, oh my gosh. Reed Hastings, is he a pretty smart guy? He's a hundred. You're he talking run, about Netflix. He runs yeah, a $200 yeah. billion dollar company. Is he a pretty smart guy? He's a pretty smart guy. He gave $3 million to Newsom to keep him in there. Why is he, you think he, uh, Reed Hastings is a dummy? No. There's a group of people that think what he's doing is right. Well, dude, think about it. If you're the CEO of Netflix, you don't want people going to the damn movie theater. You want people at home watching True. TV. That even True. even if that's the <laughs> argument, even if that's that the is ar- the argument, even stay if, home. Even if that's the argument, even yeah. if that's the argument, still he's not a dummy. There are a lot of smart mm-hmm. people that have done well for themselves that are going to support a Newsom, that are going to support somebody that stays home rather than going to work. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are lobbying for that. So anyways, a lot of we're smart gonna see, people that uh, support communism and hate capitalism too. I don't. We, yep. We're not here to disagree on that point. All I'm saying to you is. When it comes on to 2023, 2024, yeah. there's a group of people that think it's responsible to shut down rather than leaving it open for people to decide. By the way, some of those guys you just mentioned are some of Pat's closest friends. Don't offend Pat. He, he talks Ooh. to communists all the time. Uh, I've probably interviewed more communists than anybody else on YouTube from That's a capitalistic true. standpoint. Yes, it's not a debate. That's yeah. great. It's all right, so let's go, let's go to... Do. You wake anybody up yet? Uh, non-stop. That's non-stop. what we do for 11. Two stories before we wrap up. Yes, One, sir. Adam Sandler says Netflix asked him to rewrite his new movie so it wasn't set in China because a company doesn't do business there. Page five. I'll go to this and then we'll wrap up with Taliban. Uh, and I want to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, this is uh, page six, Adam Sandler, top of six. Is it six or five? Six. You got six? six? Okay, six. Let me see where it's at. Six. Did I miss it? Okay, right here we top. go. So Adam Sandler said, okay. Uh, okay. In the forthcoming comedy, Hustle, Sandler plays a basketball agent who attempts to revive uh, the failing career by recruiting an extraordinary overseas talent to the NBA. In the final version of the film, Sandler's character recruits a promising player promising player from Spain, played by the real-life Memphis Grizzlies uh, forward, Juancho Hernan Gomez. Well done. Sandler says, it was written originally that I find a player in China and somehow Netflix is not in China. So they were like, 
Would you guys please make it so we find someone in Latin or Europe, Latin America or Europe? Last year, Netflix CEO Reed Hastings told CNBC that the company was not focused on cracking the Chinese market. What do you think about this? Interesting. Yeah, very interesting very to me interesting. because you got a big market in China. Yeah. And he's sitting there saying, yeah, I don't think if that's the market we want to get into because I don't think we're going to win, period, right. if we go there because what's really going to happen? They're going to see what we're doing. A year and a half later, they're going to take all our yep. you know, method of doing business. Then we're out. They're going to oust us anyways. Yep. So it's not a winning proposition for us to try to compete yep. in China. Makes Interesting. sense. Interesting. Do you agree? Do, do you agree with his uh, uh, point of view? Uh, is it Reed Hastings or Sandler? Reed Hastings? Yeah, no. It's it, this is interesting because we just talked about. Reed I know. Hastings we just took a shot on, at him. We took a shot. Yeah. The fact that he's like, no, I'm not going to the China. Not worth it. This is essentially is basically saying I'm not worried about making more money in China. Why do people go to China? Why does the NBA go to the China? Why does Nike go to China? For the money, baby. For mm. the freaking money. Yeah, the cheap labor. And, uh, He's basically saying, we're good. We're going to go everywhere else in the world. We're not going to go to China. Respect to him on I something do. like I this. I agree with you. No, yeah. mad I agree respect. With you. Yeah. He's, even if it's his own personal you know, uh, motives, motives right, that, yeah. he's, that, he's, that he's doing it, we, gotta, we should stop doing everything with China. Yeah. He's respecting his IP you know, big time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Not, yeah. By the way, a little, little fun fact. This Hancho Hernan Gomez, I think there's a couple brothers that play in the NBA. This yeah. Hernan Gomez, uh, over the weekend, uh, while we print this out, he got traded to the Boston Celtics. So he's no longer on the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, my Grizzlies. gosh. So what's very this, what's important the announcement. Uh, there's a... Because one, one of them played for the Nuggets, and I used to watch him play. Yeah, and then he got traded to the Knicks, yeah. I want to say. Yeah, there's yeah, a yeah, couple. Yeah. Look, the Gasol brothers, the Collins brothers, uh, the Holiday brothers... There's there's some bro- there's some brothers in the league and uh, not the <laughs> a few brothers. There's not the brothers brothers, but like actual brothers. So these Hernan Gomez guys, you know. Well, we're glad you cleared that up for <laughs> us. Yeah, Thank you so for much everyone. for that. All that our was very sports helpful. fans out there. All right, there. next, Taliban declared China their closest ally. This is a Telegraph story. China is uh, the Taliban's principal partner in the international community. The Islamist group has said it is its strongest signal yet of diplomatic priorities. Taliban spokesman Zabiullah Mujahid. On Thursday, claimed Beijing was ready to invest and reconstruct Afghanistan as he set out hopes that China would provide a gateway into global markets. Mr. Mujahid said that the Chinese would revive Afghan copper mining and production as he expressed admiration for the One Belt, uh, One Road project under which China extends significant loans to the other countries to invest in infrastructure. Western critics have framed the initiative as a debt trap that helped Chinese extend uh, geopolitical influence, a charge rejected by Chinese leaders. David, I'm going to go to you first with this one. So the Taliban wants a seat at the table. They want a seat at the G7. They want to be recognized as a world leader. Um, on my podcast over the last couple of weeks, I've had a very close friend of mine, Victor Marks, um, who's been um, to Afghanistan. He's got a house still in Iraq. Uh, he's a former Marine. Uh, he's a veteran. His, his COO is a Delta guy, T- uh, Jeff Teagues. And he's got assets on the ground. That whole Pineapple Express that we heard about, where the veterans went in and actually rescued thousands, yeah. doing doing more for Americans that, than What's this Biden administration Tim, was doing. Uh, Kennedy. Tim, what yeah. a beast. Yep. Yeah. So uh, G- Victor's team is a part of that coalition that Tim Kennedy is a part of, Chad. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Chad it, Pineapple uh, Express? Uh, Pineapple yes. Express, yeah. yeah. So he shared with me, because right, right before we pulled out, right before Biden pulled out, I say, wouldn't say we, because I don't think most Americans don't believe that we should have left the way that we did. The withdrawal shouldn't happen the way that it did. And Americans are still left behind. I was worried that we were going to start to see some of these, you know, just straight up executions, you know, throats getting slit. Taliban's just, you know, that's what they're going to do. And Victor helped bring me down and gave me a lot of peace to just think about. He's like, they're looking at the long term play here. Mm-hmm. 
the Taliban's looking at now they've got control of Afghanistan. There's $3 trillion in minerals in the soil in Afghanistan. And they want a seat at the table. They want to be recognized as a world leader. They want to, they want to have a say-so at the G7. So China coming in, giving them the, the being, becoming a partner with them, giving them the rights to be able to go and mine, uh, it's going to help them, of course, ap- absolutely diplomatically. And they're sitting on a gold mine of Americans. They, they want to ransom these Americans. They want to sell them back to us, basically. They want, they want to get paid. So I don't think we're going to see slaughter. I think we're going to see what we're already hearing, some of the reports that the Taliban's not letting Americans leave. Uh, they, want, they want ransom payments made. And um, here we've got China that is just continuing to, you know, make their, their marks bigger and stronger with more connections. And here we've got the little old United States of America with Joe Biden at the helm, uh, not a real leader, and somebody that's afraid to tell the Taliban what we should do and what we will do. Instead, he's taking orders. Okay, we'll be out by the 31st. You know, okay, we'll do this and that. It's just, it's an absolute mess. But the Taliban is, is yeah, and China connecting is absolutely something that we, that the world should be very, very concerned about. I think um, what this does is kind of come down to alignment. Everything's kind of falling into place based on who your homies are. All right, it's like, what, what am I getting at? What's the correlation between China and the Taliban? Because that's not exactly like they've been in cahoots. The common denominator is Pakistan. China has been influencing Pakistan. They've invested in Pakistan. Pakistan clearly has been in cahoots with the Taliban, Al-Qaeda, all, all that fun stuff. Who has the United States been you know, in alignment with? India. So India is the regional power over there. India and Pakistan have major beef. It's kind of it's kind of like, you know, the the axis and the axis of evil and the allies kind of all taking place. So it's kind of like draft picks. If you ever, you ever play 5 on 5, all right, I got this guy. All right, I got this guy. United States drafted uh India. China drafted Pakistan. Pakistan comes with the Taliban. We've got certain this country over here and that's essentially what's taking place here. It is concerning that the Taliban is aligning with China, best friends with China. Why are you surprised? Whatever that is. Why are you surprised? I'm not because, again, they're aligned with Pakistan. Yeah. That's why I'm not surprised. Yeah, no, I, I, the China, China's going to align with anybody who hates America. Yep. Yep. What are you, what are you talking right. about? Like the, the phone call you got to yeah. make is, yeah. uh, can we make a list of countries that hate America? Who's at the top? China. Yeah. Okay, make, make a phone call today. Right, exactly. We'll take Iran. Yeah. We'll take North Korea. It's, we'll it's, take uh, Russia. That's on our team. It, Whereas the United States, we'll take India. Yeah. We'll take Israel. We'll take the United Kingdom. Anyone we'll that France. hates anyone that hates and, democracy. And, and that's what I'm anyone saying. Anyone that the, hates our democracy, the they're aligning themselves with. Of evil and the, the allied powers. Well, look at the One Built, One Road project. I mean, that's so freaking huge. Yeah. You know, shout out to uh, General Robert Spaulding for a stealth war book. Mm-hmm. Guys, I've been talking about this book ever since it came out. You guys need to start reading it. I mean, he basically let out, you he know, lays wrote, it out. he just laid out the yeah. freaking playbook. I mean, and it's and it's very unfortunate that it actually is playing out because yeah. you know, you got you got Americans literally on social media liking certain communism, you know, feeds. And they have no freaking clue what's happening right now and what's going to happen as China aligns aligns themselves with people like the Taliban. I mean, this is right. this is very dangerous. This is not for play. I'm going to keep saying this. I'm going to keep saying this uh, because I think there's the, China's number one enemy today that they fear. China has learned they can control America. Yeah, easy. They're already they, here. Yeah, they have yeah. figured out a formula because uh, the 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 challenge with a lot of people in America, politicians, they can be bought, money, all this stuff. It's very easy to buy America today. Yep. China's got the formula. They're killing it. 
more power to them on their strategy. They're obviously enemy, but all I'm saying is yeah. they outsmarted American politics, right? 100%. But there's one country they despise. There's only one country they despise. I pulled up data the other day. We were looking at uh, ages. Do you know the average age of population in U.S.? What is the average age? We have 330 million, give or take, people living in the U.S. Guess what's the average age of an American today? 40, 42. Average age. Oh, average 42. age, I'm sorry. Average age. You say 42? You're yeah. pretty close. What do you think it is? I was thinking mid-40s. Okay, 38.1. Okay. okay. Millennials are the largest generation. Baby boomers before that. 38. What do you think is the average age of a, 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 a citizen in China? Lower than that. What do you think it is? No, I would say it's higher. Probably higher than higher? that. 38.4. Okay. Oh, wow. By the way, really? not yeah. that far off. 38.1, 38.4. What do you think is the average age of someone in India? In their late 20s. What do you think no it is? No idea. 26 years old. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So 26 they want to 38. Look, uh, India is yeah. going to surpass wow. China. They China. They yeah. fear India yeah. like you don't even. If I'm U.S., if mm-hmm. I'm U.S., Biden won't do it. Whoever's the next president that needs to do this. If I'm U.S., if I want to protect the world long term to make sure a China doesn't. I'm doing whatever I can to strengthen India mm. with our relationship. Yeah. Anything I can to do it's to true. strengthen them, that's where I'm going. Because the same game these guys are playing, you got to go to the one person they fear the most. Right. It's like that one person a guy doesn't want his, you know, the, the, the family to talk to or girl to talk to or you know, a person to find out about who's that one person. China fears if India gets stronger. Right. I'm going to do whatever I can to strengthen India today because China's going to shiver if India gets stronger because China's getting older. That whole one baby rule backfired on them. Yeah. Okay, that one baby rule is what got the average to be 38.4. And FYI, America's not as young as we're acting like we are. We're only 38.1. It's like China and U.S. is about the same age. India's 26. So, there is a there is a savior there for the world, and it's India. So you want to wow. you want to team up with Taliban? No problem, China. Wow. You go team up with Taliban. Hey, here's what we're gonna do. You got seventy five thousand Taliban people you just teamed up with. Good for you, China. <laughs> we just teamed up with one and a half billion. Right. And let me tell you what we're gonna be doing. We're gonna strengthen them. Let's create a partnership and go <laughs> tell the world about it. That's what I would be doing. But and they're again, a democracy. Let's not forget. A democracy's democracy align and dictatorships align. They are brilliant. They mm-hmm. are great engineers. They're willing to work. They are mm-hmm. hungry for information. They want to learn. They have their own Bollywood. They have their creative. Yeah. Yep. They have so many different benefits. There's so much to build out Super there. Super passionate people. Super mm. passionate people. They got a rich history as well. There's some areas yeah. with mindset that can be improved, but they got strong school. IIT is one of the best yeah. engineering school in yeah. the world. Some will say it's even better than MIT in yeah. the U.S. So, anyways, yeah. I think China fears India. I agree. So I agree. My whole talked are, about alignment, and you know, I gave the analogy of the draft picks. If you have the two great powers these days, United States and China, and we have our first pick, we're taking India. Yeah. If it's Absolutely. Taliban, China just picked up a scrappy player. You know how you're building a basketball team? They just picked oh, yeah. up a scrappy player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know who India is? India is a, a guy you can build a team It's a first-round draft pick. Not only a first-round draft India's pick. India is a shack. This is a India's this is a, a shack. This India is a franchise. somebody can Ta- build a, a team. Who's Taliban? This is a franchise player. Dennis Taliban is like a, no, like a man, Patrick guy, Beverly. That's a guy. Dennis like Robin's too good. Yeah, yeah. I would put a Beverly. I'd put like a... 
uh, uh, what was that one guy? Della Vadova. <laughs> Matthew Della Vadova. Uh, yeah. uh, there you go. Damn. Damn. Scrappy Australian. That's, that's yeah. probably He's what in Australia, I, and he can't leave Australia. So but, what, uh, what do you think what's going on with Hawaii right now? What are you seeing what's going on with Hawaii with some of the uh, restrictions they've created in Hawaii? Maybe we can wrap up with that and then go into your book, and then we'll finish up the podcast. It looks like Australia. I mean, it looks like, I mean, the, the, Democrat, uh, the Democrats in charge over there in Hawaii, I've got people that are reaching out to me like crazy. Um, I posted a video of uh, a chief, uh, a, a fire captain that had been that been there 20 years, that they are forcing the jab on people in order to work. Even their, their servicemen from hospitals to fire to police, uh, they're making it like a police state, like what we're seeing in Australia. And it's not going to get any better, I don't think, in, in these states that have these Democrat governors and, and you know, our Democrat majority, they're, they're going to try to take as much as they can. They're going to use fear to try to put people in the box, to make people think like it's a responsible thing to do because they're being programmed uh, because they, they want full power control. It's leading to socialism, and it's happening one state at a time. And it's horrible what's happening in Hawaii. The beautiful thing is it is waking people up and people that have been on the sideline hoping things are going to get better, believing that things are going to get better, but not having a dog in the fight, not being vocal about it, they're getting vocal. So I, I believe, I hope and pray and believe that what's happening in, in, in Hawaii, what's happening in California, what's happening in New York with the, the mandates there in New York, uh, businesses just saying, hey, you, you can't even go into businesses unless you've been vaccinated. Yeah, uh, We see an there. uprising take place from the people that have not been vocal and i think that's what it's going to take in order to really turn things around yeah i mean the biggest thing is options man choices Mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing have choices for people the other day i saw a poll uh what percentage of americans believe it's okay to expect a a, a, a vaccine passport to travel 63 percent are agreeing that That it's okay that airlines should make it okay wow. for you to sick. By the way, that's a real domestic? number. Domestic. That's it's a real number. That's a real number, by the way, 63%. Yeah. And don't be surprised if it gets there. If it gets to the point where you are forced to do that, that's going to change the game for a lot of people. Some of them are going to be in the middle saying, I don't care, I'll get the shot. Some of them are not going to get the shot. What's going to happen? What business is going to take off? Not a lot of people can travel private. You can't afford $27,000 a flight to go mm-hmm. somewhere. Right. I mean, you're going to be spending money. So it's it's a... Very interesting direction we're going as a country. Uh, David J. Harris Jr., tell us about your book, Why I Couldn't Stay Silent. For people that want a perspective for why an, an individual and somebody in the black community is a conservative, supported Trump, did not support uh, Obama, uh, I get into what I believe is the new KKK of today. Uh, the KKK's whole sole mission was to uh, manipulate, dominate, and control. And I believe that that's exactly what the mainstream media, the liberal, the majority of the liberal mainstream media is doing today. It's not just lynching people out in the streets, but it's lynching a person's public voice. It's like I've been banned on YouTube. Uh, I'm, I'm constantly getting threatened and having my, my voice uh, diminished on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Twitter just continues to, uh, to do that. So I get into that. I would get into uh, what I believe the new civil rights movement is of, is of today. And uh, forward written by Candace Owens, a great friend of mine. I uh, loved what she wrote in there about me. And I think the greatest chapter actually in there is the chapter that my wife put in there. It's a short chapter, but a uh, beautiful story behind it. Um, when I shared that video, when, I, when, my, when my page started, when I, the reason I created a page was I started at the beginning, the thir- after the third debate between Trump and Hillary, I hopped on and I ranted for like 14 minutes. I had like 1,500 friends on Facebook, didn't have any plat- platform. It was a very pro-life message. I shared as a Christian, as a husband, as a father, as a business owner, and as a member of the black community. And it's in that order for me. My identity is not in my skin color. 
My identity is in who I am in Christ first, and then who he's made me to be as a husband to my bride, as a father to my kids. I'm an active member of my local community. I am a part of the black community, but my identity is not in my skin color. So I ran and I raved. I went off on what, what I felt was at stake for this country when we were looking at face between choosing between Trump and Hillary. It was a very pro-life message, and I shared why that was. Um, my wife then became vocal about the fact that uh, her mom was in the abortion clinic and about to abort her. And on the table waiting for the doctor to come in, she decided to get up and leave. Wow. And she had that little baby girl grew up and became my wife. I wouldn't be the man I am today. We wouldn't have the two amazing, beautiful daughters that we have if it wasn't for her mom, who didn't have the greatest circumstances. The husband, the father was not going to be in the picture. She didn't think she could handle raising a kid. If she hadn't had the courage to choose life, my bride wouldn't be here. So she shared that. And about a year after I posted that first video and my wife posted that, a friend of mine reached out to me and he said, you know, I was, I had a friend that was pregnant and was debating having an abortion and I didn't know if I'd have the right words to say. So I sent her your video and I sent her your wife's story. And he said, here's a picture of little baby Ian. Wow. She decided to have wow. a baby. So that in its entirety is in there. I think that's the greatest message. And I think that for people to just get on, if we got on the same page, it's never okay to harm a child. Who would ever sit back and watch anybody do any kind of physical damage to a little kid. Nobody would. I, I wouldn't. I don't think anybody at this table would. So what separates the little inch and a half of the belly to the baby that's inside the belly? If we could all get on the same page. When Roe v. Wade was, was enacted, science, they didn't have what we have now. Right now we know it's not just a cluster of cells. Right now we know a baby has a heartbeat at five, six weeks. It can feel pain. It has its own fingers and toes. It has its own DNA. It's not a part of the woman's body. It's a body in its entirety. And if people just came together on that and then supported individuals that supported life, for me, I say if, if it's off in somebody's moral compass, that that's an actual baby inside there and they're okay doing damage to that baby, what else is off with their moral compass? If we could just align with that, especially believers, those people of faith out there, but you don't even have to be a, pe a person of faith. Science now proves it and backs it up as well that it's a baby. So I get into a lot in there. Um, and if a person wants to know, they can get it at davidharrisjr.com. We're going to put the link below to your book. Thank you for that testimony, sharing it with us. Kai, put in the comment sections and put in the uh, chat box as well. Gang, if you enjoyed today's podcast, order his book, smash the subscribe button on the channel. David, if you can autograph my book as well. Absolutely. Uh, having That's said that, folks, uh, uh, hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Uh, I'm sure we're going to bring David back in the future again. Uh, with that being said, Adam, Phil, David, thanks, guys. Take care, everybody. We'll do it again this Thursday. I think we've got a special guest this Thursday. No? I think Michael Francis Ooh, wow. is going to be here this Thursday to talk about Mafia States of America. <laughs> wow. I think oh, Michael will be here in two days, so make sure you join us as well Very this cool. Thursday on the podcast. Take care. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.